How's it going, everybody? This is Noah Alvarez, and you are listening to My Mike and I podcast. Thanks to everybody that's tuning in. Episode 76, and I gotta say, I love that I've been able to make it out this far, produce a, a weekly podcast on a consistent basis. Shout out to everybody that's listening, whether you're a day one listener or relatively new. I greatly appreciate you. Also want to shout out my boy Generic Sports. He produced the instrumental playing in the background. I put up all of his instrumentals in my show's intro. You can check out more of his work at soundcloud.com slash generic sports. Also shout out to my homie Vince Correa. He helped design the My Mike and I logo. Also, he's going to design a new My Mike and I logo that'll be previewed soon, hopefully by the end of this month of October. Um, you know, he also helps in a lot of other areas with the podcast, so I always got to shout out him and Generic Sports for helping me put this podcast together. It's October, and as I mentioned in last week's podcast, it's the best time of the year for sports. NBA season right around the corner, just about to start. You've seen preseason action, uh, a lot of new players to talk about too. Hopefully, I can have my boy RJ Saunders on in the next week, and we'll do an NBA preview podcast. Um, the football season, NFL and college football are both in full swing. A lot of interesting uh, storylines developing as my LSU Tigers. Yes, they're undefeated and number two in the nation right now, too, behind Alabama. Which, if the two, you know, I don't want to jinx anything, knock on wood. But if the two teams stay undefeated to, till November 9th, that's going to be a one heck of a game. One versus two, Alabama versus LSU, reminiscent of back when I was in high school, 2011, when both those teams played and uh, LSU came out on top and uh, were robbed of a national championship that year, but that's that's a different story. Where you can find this podcast? Well, you can listen to this podcast on Apple, you can listen on Spotify, SoundCloud, you can also listen on Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, so there's no excuses not to listen to this podcast. I would greatly appreciate it, you guys, if you guys could leave a review, a rating, uh, follow us, share, subscribe, tell us about your, tell us, tell your friends about us, <laughs> that's what I meant to say, tell your friends about this podcast too, nothing better than the word of mouth, any form of advertisement, I'd be really, 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 really appreciate it. So this week, I'm going to do a quick intro for the, the podcast, because the actual conversation's a lot, a uh, little longer than most podcasts. Um, but before we get into this week's podcast, I did want to do the listener interaction question. And thanks to all the listeners that interact with me. If you don't follow me on the social medias, you should. On Twitter, you can follow me at underscore Noah Alvarez. On Instagram, you can follow me at Noha underscore Alvarez. And on the Instagram, my Mike and I page, that's at my period Mike and period I. So on those three platforms, I usually post questions. For the listeners to interact and this week's question because you know as you see in the title we're gonna be talking about big mouth season three and one of the episodes in big mouth season three they talk about phone addiction and i thought this would be a good question for this week's show and so i asked all the listeners that you know responded on those social media page what's your most addicting app on your phone and why and as you may expect i got a variety of different answers some most of, most of them were appropriate um, so I'm glad for that. So let's get started. Let's go ahead and start with Griffin. Griffin, again, a former colleague of mine at Sacramento State. Miss you, Griffin. He's also responded to all of the listener interaction questions in the last few weeks. So big shout out to Griff. His favorite app or most addicting app on his phone is Spotify. He said he's always creating play- playlists and exploring new songs. You know, I'm an Apple Music user, and I, but I've heard a lot of good things about Spotify, and it makes me intrigued to try it. The one thing 
that's stopping me from switching over to Spotify is that I have, the other day I was checking, the other day I have 1,700 songs in my Apple Music library. If there was a way, and if anyone listening knows a way, I could just transfer that over without me actually having to look and download those songs on my Spotify library. I think that'd be really, uh, that. yeah, that would. that's probably the only thing holding me back because I've just heard from the curated playlist and all that kind of stuff, I really like the user-friendliness and all the creativity that Spotify allows. But yeah, if anyone knows of that, definitely hit me up. Sticking with another Sac State colleague, Ben, uh, another colleague of mine at Sac State, it says he says his favorite app is ESPN Fantasy Football. He likes to stress himself out. Well, I used to play fantasy football, and I used to stress myself out too, Ben. But this year, you know, just because things didn't work out, I'm not playing fantasy football. And I got to say, I'm much more relaxed come Sundays. Uh, sticking with football theme, I used to play flag football with this next uh, listener, JoJo. JoJo responded, his most addicting app is the Wells Fargo app because he keeps checking to see if he magically got a million dollars. Now, I don't know where this million dollars is going to come from, JoJo. Maybe you got to you know, you gotta hit some scratchers up or start playing the lottery. But you know, if you ever do get those million dollars, let's talk. Maybe we can find a way to split it like 95-5 and you know, help support the podcast. Support your local podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> and then this next one, two students of mine, along with my cousin, uh, those two students being Michael and Josh, my cousin Isaac, they all said Call of Duty Mobile. And the other week, actually, that's when I discovered that Call of Duty had a mobile because I was talking about Mario Kart to a coworker, and I was like, man, you know, Mario Kart being on the iPhone is probably the greatest idea because it was such a successful video game. Then someone told me, oh yeah, Call of Duty is on it too, and I was like, what? And I'm not going to even fall into that rabbit hole. Isaac, my cousin, uh, he also asked, play with me sometime on his response. And I said, you know what? I, I, I can't just because I know how addicting it was on the PlayStation. And I don't want to fall into that rabbit hole again. I got I got too much on my plate to be, you know, afford to be uh, using some time playing Call of Duty Mobile. So I'm going to pass. A few people answered Twitter as well. And I got to say, Twitter is probably one of my one of the apps that I'm most addicted to. Uh, Lizzie, a girl I went to high school with, Jennifer, my girlfriend, as well as Jazzy, a friend from elementary school. They all said Twitter. Uh, Jazzy said because she likes to see and know what's up. She also put Instagram in her, in her response as well. The only one to put Instagram on the uh, Instagram question. And so, yeah, I know like to see what's up too. Twitter's almost like my newspaper at this point. Log in in the morning, kind of see what's happening, whether it's world news, political news, sports news and the nba mma there's all kinds of different pages you could follow lizzie says she likes twitter because it's literally so funny and never gets boring there's so many meme pages too that you could follow gotta love it just be careful you're following the 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 right ones also jenny says twitter because she has no life that's not true jenny you're in mexico right now on vacation you do have a life you have a very fun and exciting life and i'm jealous jacob who's been on the show and he's actually on this week's show he said reddit didn't get a reason, but he's told me many of times Reddit has a bunch of little rabbit holes and different subreddits that you can get into. And then the last one, the only inappropriate one, this is my coworker Josh. He said Pornhub is his favorite app. Josh, my only advice for you is that you you know switch off, take turns, whether you're a right-handed or left-handed dominant. Make sure you use both hands or else one forearm is going to be bigger than the other. That's my only advice to you. <laughs> Thanks again to everybody who responded to the listener interaction question of this week's show. Now is a good time to talk about the Big Heads Podcast Network. That's where you can find this podcast, the Mike and I podcast. And that's also home to a few other great podcasts like Colts Corner. 
If you're a Colts football fan, then look no further. Here's a commercial explaining a little bit more about their show. Are you a tackle football fan? Kick off your day with an episode of Colts Corner. A group of passionate Colts fans discuss the latest news around Indianapolis Colts football. You don't want to miss us. Follow us on Facebook, Colts Corner One, and on Twitter at Colts underscore Corner One, and all major podcast platforms. That includes Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Boom, Noah Alvarez back in action, here to tell you about episode 76 of the My Mike and I podcast, and I'm really excited about this one. This one is all about Big Mouth season three, so if you haven't watched the newest season of Big Mouth, pause this podcast, go listen to it, excuse me, go watch it, because <laughs> it's a TV show on Netflix. If you don't have Netflix, borrow someone's account, everybody does it, don't worry about it. But yes, go watch that show on Netflix, and then come back to the podcast, because we give a ton of, ton of spoilers. On this week's show, I bring on Alexis, Jacob, and Ricky, uh, all of the Norwalk area. Jacob, obviously, has been on the show before. Uh, a few number of times, Ricky and Alexis are making their first appearances. Alexis, I really want to plug her art page because she's a really dope artist. And when I say artist, I mean like she actually paints and stuff and she has different events. So definitely go check out her Instagram page, Alexis O'Neill Art. Um, when I get my money saved up and right, I definitely want to buy some art off of her. She makes some really nice paintings, so definitely hit her up and go check out that Instagram page. But yeah, all three of them, we're not experts on the show, we're just fans, fans of Big Mouth. And we talk about what Big Mouth means to us. We talk about you know the importance of the show, some of the topics they talk about from addiction of technology to the loss of communication skills. We bounce around a lot too, we bring our own personal lives into this. We talk about losing virginity because that was a topic on one of the episodes we also talk about too you know sex life and orgasm it's a, it's a fun conversation if you have a conservative mind i'm gonna you know give you a fair warning don't listen to this episode because you know there's there's a lot of a, a you know maybe adult rated stuff going on in this episode that we talk about but it's all related to big mouth season three and that's the beauty of this show one of my favorite shows on netflix and again like i said last last reminder if you haven't watched big mouth season three pause this podcast Go watch it on Netflix and then come back to this podcast. All right, without further ado, hope you enjoy the conversation with Alexis, Jacob, Ricky, and I talking about Big Mouth Season 3. I really like Season 3, honestly. I think Season 3 and Season 1 are definitely my favorite. Dude, yeah, Season 1 was just... But I think maybe just because like there's a lot more things that are uh, more relatable to like today's culture, you know? Dude, I, I don't know. I just yeah. like pop culture references because I'm just like, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, feel, you feel like I you're got in the that joke. one. <laughs> yeah. I honestly, dude, I was surprised on season three just the amount of satire they had. Just like a lot of like, and a lot oh, of the a heavier, lot of a lot of heavier subject matter too, and they just poke direct fun out of it. Like the whole play, yep. like the disclosure. I've never seen the movie, but judging by like the whole reaction of it, and, like it was dealing with sexual harassment and like the Me Too movement. I was like, wow, that's pretty. Uh, like I, I gave them credit. Like that's ballsy to. to Touch on that talk, yeah. yeah. T- touch on it, but I, like I said, I felt the last weren't there. Like the whole point of it was satire was like to be funny, and sometimes I felt like it failed in that yeah. in those certain aspects. Like it was like a joke or two that I enjoyed, but because we were talking about that before you guys got here, and it was like they touched on it perfectly. They didn't go too in depth, but they didn't also didn't make like Lola look really bad either, you know. And yeah. it was, it was, it was kind of like surface level, but <laughs> I don't know. I like the way they kind of handled that subject. 
surface level yeah yeah, yeah, yeah they, I definitely like that too I think they did it pretty they did a, they were pretty smart with it you know yeah because if they went a little too far I mean some of the jokes too I was just like oh man that's funny to me but I could already see some people like yeah. on you Twitter picture? like oh my god mm-hmm. you know getting all f- offended by it mm-hmm. but I think that's the point of like humor it's supposed to make you feel like un- mm-hmm. uncomfortable yeah that's why I think I, I'd put probably like season 3 on the top of like all the seasons that have been out season 1 obviously gets you hooked season 2 I thought I mean we talked about it before it, it went down a little bit and it's hard to always like replicate the I'd replicate something good that's original mm-hmm. but then in season three i just felt like there was a lot more like current topics and then like even like the music that they chose at the end of each episode or sometimes the music that they had in the intro or like in a florida episode it's like you know him honking still and like the dad and so it was a weird episode yeah that was a weird episode <laughs> yeah, that's a perfect so, segue to just, yeah. let's talk about just the incestuous vibes that episode gave off i was like dude was come gonna, on yeah. too much dip on your chip bro yeah. like that is just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so season three definitely oh like pushed. Gosh. Season three went a little further than all the other seasons before, you know. So I, Honestly, that's why yeah, it was funny. I think it was the, the serious subject matter that they did it about mm-hmm. like nine times out of ten. But it was good. It was it was, really was, was serious. Like they're, they're serious topics, right? In the season, but they're funny. Like they mm-hmm. really played in the way yeah. they talked about, it, and they were they were funny. They were they're lively. They was, it made you stop and think for a while, but you weren't like, okay, you moved on eventually, right? It was another funny joke in the next one. Um, and it wasn't anything to get like really like, worked up about mm-hmm. but it was definitely enjoyable like I loved it all again season 3 not as best as season 1 better than season 2 most definitely mm-hmm. but so general consensus that it's 1-3-2 I can agree to that I'd probably put 3-1-2 yeah I would yeah. go 3-1-2 as three, well 2-1-2 two, two, dang I, I like 1-3-2 yeah I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with that one mm-hmm. okay so even split 2-2 mm-hmm. on where we like the seasons but yeah Back to the Florida episode. Just in general. Just in general. That was a wacky episode. That was like over the top. I was like, my God, dude. This is just out of pocket. Mm-hmm. Like, no, but then I thought the Duke Wellington or Ellington episode was also out of pocket too. <laughs> that was... I was like, dude, this, this is bad. But I think like even in the episode one, Girls Get Angry too. like I think it kind of... They always do a good job of like, no, like letting you know this is going to be a wild episode, you know? And it's like the first introduction to... Uh, like Missy's uh, like bad side, you know what I mean? But like how like a goody two shoe girl really feels inside. So I don't know. I, I always thought like they and they talk about two like boys being animals and just like when they did the <laughs> slut walk, you know how the like the guys reacted. I was just like, you know what? This season's gonna be like like that. It's just gonna be like that from here on out. When Jay hulks out and like he gets all muscular, I was like, hey, what the fuck is this? It's just, yeah. Like some of that over the top stuff for me is like I laugh, but then I think to myself. Sometimes I need, like, I feel like I need to be intoxicated to enjoy this because it's so over the top that I can't be sober and sit down. And <laughs> no, I was sober for most, if not all, the episodes yeah. for season three. But it just, like, I think that's a problem. It was so over the top that it's like I felt like I need to kind of have some kind of substance in me to enjoy mm-hmm. this. Because yeah. otherwise, you look at it and you go, what is this? This is kind of ridiculous, but also hilarious. So, mm-hmm. yeah. That's Definitely what makes it bad. That I was high yeah. Every def- time I watched it, <laughs> yeah. exactly. I was like, it's already funny. So. That was me season one. Maybe that's where the glory is for seasons. That's, that's like probably true, yeah. Jesus. I think we enjoyed it in similar ways, right? <laughs> <laughs> the Me Too episode, though, I think that was one of my favorite ones. Um, I think they did a good job talking about them, that one, like we said, but like. I like that they gave the perspective from Missy as well because she is kind of like this little freak on the inside, right? But, like, yeah. yeah, she doesn't want to like dress provocatively. She's just not comfortable with it, you know? And like, I don't know. I think maybe this is, you know, Big Mouth is a show that uh, especially like our culture right now needs because like some people just get way too worked up about it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, of course there's, 
you know, issues that we should um, definitely pay attention to and, and respect. But then it's at the same time, like, you know, have some fun. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't yeah. always... <laughs> The fact that certain topics are, like, so taboo, it leads us to, like, misinformation kind of spreading around. And then, because we don't talk about those topics, you know? So I think it's good, because at the end of the day, like, a lot of what the kids go through in the show, like, the main characters, Andrew, Nick, and Jesse, and Missy, like, at some point of our lives, either we or we know someone that kind of went through that, too. And so we can, like, find ourselves relating back to those characters. But, I mean, I remember, too, like, I think in, like, fifth grade is when they first did the sex ed for, at my school district. And, you know, it's so taboo, like, even the teachers, like, when you want to talk about it outside of that class, that, that one day where the sex ed teacher would come, the teachers would be like, oh, no, we don't talk about that here. And so it's kind of like, then you get that misinformation and you go online or hear from older brothers and siblings and cousins. And, you know, like, that's how misinformation gets spread. And, you, and it also creates shame as well around mm-hmm. the subject. So, like, you kind of feel, like, embarrassed to ask about it, you know, you feel curious or you... You know, especially in that age, you start feeling certain things, and you're like, yeah. you, you're like, why does this feel good? But why should I feel bad about it? Because everybody's making me feel like it's a bad thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's not a bad thing. I think like we totally need to change the way that we talk about like sex to kids because mm-hmm. one, when they're growing up, shame they start like you said, like there's misinformation, so they can make like really scary decisions, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, really serious decisions that they don't even know are serious because they're just misinformed, right? Yeah, they're told not to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's swept under the rug, and, you know, that's also really hard to deal with. It's like you tell someone, you go you go forward, and you tell someone what you're feeling, and either they betray that trust, and it's like in the case, you know, with Nick and Andrew, like right. that trust was betrayed, and that happens within friends or just amongst family members. And, yeah, it's true. Shows like this, they serve an importance. Like shows like South Park, Family Guy, um, Big Mouth, other comedy satire because that's what it is it's, it's satire I mean some of it's original like it's, it's funny on its originality mm-hmm. but other times we're touching them on other subjects and it's important because as a society we're adults so we understand what's going on so sometimes I think if I sound throughout this podcast like I'm like no fun it's just like I think now I'm thinking of like no seriously like, yeah that's exactly what I was thinking I said Jacob no fun fan <laughs> you know like, like being older no and, being, and being young adults and stuff it's like we, we look at a show like this and it's like hey you know it's it's a little bit um, it's it's like wow like that's okay it's over the top but I understand what they're saying like we understand it now mm-hmm. say someone like my younger brother who's a freshman in high school or my sister they're watching a show like this they're, they're gonna be able to relate to it a little more because they might be going through things right. semi-similar not exactly per you know what the show is but just semi-similar mm-hmm. in that respect and it's just like I guess it gives them like lets them know like hey what you're what you're going through and the things you experience mm-hmm. aren't they're real you know like it's yeah. not like you're not just oh shit it's just, it's just you're not the only one yeah exactly there you go yeah. you're not we're all yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's the best way to yeah, say the it. moral of the story yes we're all horny no, but, ah. <laughs> it's funny too because like i work with kids at the middle school age level and you don't want to have those talks with the kids because obviously it's like a work environment you're not supposed to but all those kids are going through those things in the show and like they were talking about the show amongst themselves, and I overheard it, and I was like, man, you guys are watching that show? And my first reaction was like, you guys shouldn't be watching that. Like, <laughs> okay, you right, mean, like that's you. not Thank appropriate you. for you guys. But then at the same time, I was like, but you know what? There is like a lot of factual stuff, and a lot of like almost serves as an educational purpose for those kids. In a crude so, way. In a, cru- in a very crude way, but what's the best way to learn things? Like sometimes through humor, you know? And so I think that show, like, like Nick Kroll, and shout out to Andrew Goldberg, for those guys like creating it because like it does I think at some point at the end of the day serves as like a little educational purpose behind it I don't know I can't explain it and the best way I can explain it is when I was 
my brother's age, watching Robot Chicken was really taboo for me. I stood yeah, up late yeah. and I was like, oh, dude, I really shouldn't be watching this. <laughs> so I understand that. Now, as an adult, I don't have that anymore. I mean, what I watch is what I watch and that's it. But, like, I can understand that, you know? Like, it's... It, yeah, I, I'm agreeing with you. I'm just trying to, like... Yeah, I understand. It. Mm-hmm. It's weird. It's weird. Growing up is freaking weird, dude. <laughs> it's freaking weird. It, it's knowledgeable to all levels, like, uh, all levels of maturity, though, that... It comes out like anyone can understand it, whether you're yeah. in the seventh grade or you know maybe seventy years old watching the freaking show. It's, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's funny on all different levels. It transcends, for different, yeah, yeah, for different reasons. Mm-hmm. But it, it reaches out. Mm-hmm. That's what I like about it as a show. Mm-hmm. It shows you the different angles. Yeah. So, you guys want to get started on like episode by episode? Yeah, let's do it. Episode. So episode one, um, girls get angry too. I mean, we could just talk about like shortly, kind of like the main plot of each episode. And then your favorite part. But this is the episode that kind of gets us reintroduced to all the characters. Uh, if you remember, like, the Valentine's Day one, this is where, like, mm-hmm. Andrew kind of embarrassed himself. And he has to, like, basically deal... Like, so, I've had a few embarrassing moments in my life. And so, Andrew's kind of, like, trying rejoining, like, middle school culture society is, like, something I found super relatable. Because, you know, he had this awkward moment where he threw Lars off the, the wheelchair. <laughs> he farted in the rain. And like, you know what I mean? Like, it was two weeks from that event. Oh he was like God. missing the hair and it was like Love growing that. back awkwardly. So, you know, just like... It was all patchy. <laughs> yeah. So him like rejoining to normal society, like that was the main plot of the show. And that was that was really funny because like that's... I, I, I think I can relate to that too, you know? Is it bad that I can't remember like some of these episodes just because like I felt like they were kind of forgettable? No. Well, to be fair, I watched it because you know, there's this. this what the first episode was a pilot for the the third season, right? Yeah. So it came out way before the entire season came out. Yeah. So I watched it yeah. even beforehand. I remember when I watched. Yeah, it Yeah, that's too. when they're all trying to get Valentine's Day dates, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So for me, it's a little uh, a little blurry, but I do remember that that shameful part of Andrew <laughs> going out, Lola pulling what is it, his hair off? Yeah. Or what is it? What, I don't know. His toupee, the the weird hat. Lola's a. Oh my god. <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> that's, she's like she's my favorite. Terrible. She's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. She's like the epitome of they give some of the best I love when she's giving um the massage and she's like, I'm pretending I'm stepping on my mom's cigarette. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she says a lot of depressing shit. Yeah. She has a bad life. Yeah, when Terry when Terry tells her, like, yeah, get them out of here, she's like, Alright. You can't you, you have to go home. You can't be here. It's like that's, that's what my, my mom told me while I was standing in my own room. I was like, oh my god. No, that's what my mom told her boyfriend. Oh, to- okay. yeah. yeah. In any case, yeah. her, is her mom a prostitute? I don't it's, know. She, I know. She's got something know. going on her, her mother is a prostitute. <laughs> which would explain Because in that first episode, she embraces the slut walk the most. Yeah. yeah. I, I love yeah, that part she... with Lola at the end, too. She's like, we're not girls, we're ladies. And yeah. then she, like, tries walking in the heels and, like, rolls her ankle. <laughs> That goes oh. to show how little it is. Oh, my God. I love when um, Andrew's finger gets cut off and she says, Oh, my God, Andrew just fingered me. Back to episode one. Oh, my God. We just came out of so far. Like, what episode is wow. that? Wow. Okay. okay, yeah, Lola's, Lola's something else. Another... Another favorite uh, episode, or part of that episode, was an Andrew. He feels a certain way after the slut walk, right? He's like, man, what do girls want? And, like, that's how the, all the boys at the middle school felt. So he goes to that. He, or he does a video first online 
right? And that's when one oh, of the guys, yeah, kind of like one of the guy, yeah, one like, of the guys yeah. tells him he goes live, and then one of the guys tells him, "Hey, like, Jacob? there's a lot of people who feel like <laughs> I God, instantly thank God. felt like thank God there's like no Jacob. politics in the back. Thank God. thank God. But I, I instantly thought of Jacob in that moment. But <laughs> in the ch- in the chat, that's bad. One of the guys is like, hey, there's a lot of us who feel that way. Come to this Thursday night oh. meetings. And so he goes to the meeting, and it's a neo-Nazi Nazi meeting. And I thought that was funny, too, because, like, yeah. Andrew, Andrew can't keep a secret. So immediately the next day, he tells Nick, he's like, oh, my God, I went to a neo-Nazi meeting. He's like, what? <laughs> like, but I didn't like it, you know? <laughs> it was, like, his, his uh, reaction to that, yeah. Yeah, that was... I was very cringe. I was mm-hmm. like, dude, this is, this is bad. Yeah, he's, it turns, it turns out real quick. Yeah, he's in a bad crowd. But mm-hmm. that's what you get for following people online. You don't listen to strangers online. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like the way, though, that he kind of, like, didn't know where to stand, you know? And um, I like that Nick, he was, like, trying to be an ally, but he, like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, he kept saying things and get mad at him. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I really understand that. Like, I mean, a lot of... I know that a lot of girls, like, they get, like, mad at guys. And they're like, well, you're not supposed to be looking at me in that way, and da 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 and I'm like, then I think about it. I'm like, okay, you know, yeah, we shouldn't be able to just walk down the street and not feel like, oh, like, oh my God, why is this car fucking slowing down? Right. We we shouldn't, but it's also not the world that we live in. Mm-hmm. But like, I mean, you know, there's certain dress codes for certain occasions. Like, right. I mean, shoot, if a girl had like a low top in front of me, like my eyes are probably gonna go down too. <laughs> like, nope. Nope. <laughs> us men, or at least the good ones, are trained in the art of you don't let your eyes drop. Nope. Absolutely <laughs> not. I, I'll widen my eyes if I have to, but I'm not letting them drop. <laughs> Stare right into your soul. Never be accused of anything. And then, you know, it's cool. Like, it's natural to feel attracted to people. Yeah, it's okay, just that's, how you yeah. handle it. Is, yeah, yeah. We, we, yeah. yeah that's, in a yeah. professional manner almost. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're just not, not like being Jay. disrespectful. <laughs> I love him though. Oh, Jay, <laughs> is, <laughs> Jay makes me uncomfortable. Dude. Yeah. Like, God damn. I mean, that first episode, he goes like. Mainly because like I knew a guy like him Jay. in middle school. <laughs> I, the guy's name was Jason. What a coincidence! Not Yo. even Jay for sure. No, seriously, this kid was like, he was he was an animal. Jason, if you're out there, man, hope you're doing well. <laughs> like he was an animal. Like that kid was just something else. Mm-hmm. Like he just did some wildly like antic, like wild antics, and he reminds me of Jay Pilsen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> dude, what the fuck is up with this superhero with his his power? He's oh, a y- yes, yeah. Come on, was... bro. <laughs> we'll get into that more later. Come that on, was weird, bro. Yeah. That was bad. I'm the last cumbender. <laughs> What? What? It's fitting. Yeah. It's fitting for Jay. Oh, the shit that happens to him is so fucked up. They'll leave him in the tent. Excuse me, leave him in the tent. Oh, he's getting fumigated. Oh, yeah. yeah. Man. Yeah. His mom. Oh my god, we gotta talk about that. His they got some too. fucked up. Fa- I mean, I think when you see Jay in his family, like, that's, you know why he's fucked up like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's a hundred percent. Because of the neglect of and like of all his family, that's yeah, why. Yeah, and then yeah, he's yeah, got the mom. older brother, so yep. those are who he's like looking up to. This is gonna sound so bad. <laughs> and my boy, when my boyfriend hears this, he's gonna be like, "Really? <laughs> be like, really, bitch?" <laughs> but you know what? I'm thinking like, okay, my boyfriend. Um, you know, he's he's. I hope he's okay with me saying this. I think he is. <laughs> but um, you know, he said that he, he first came across like porn because of his brothers. Like, mm. he had his brothers were relatively like older than him, so mm. you know whatever he was on playing on their shit and he came across it and stuff you know and he's like i feel like that's why i'm like i've just like watched so much and now i'm like burnt out of it but like i'm just so fucking horny from it and i'm like i think kids who do get left alone i think they kind of do come out a little bit more horny because my Mm -hmm. mom she left me alone a lot too and i'd come across things that i probably like at that old Mm -hmm. shouldn't have 
Yeah, but like, that's a scary place, man. Yeah, essentially, <laughs> that's kind of like Andrew's point of view, right? Like, he's left alone a lot, and he's oh, left... Yeah. Ex- well, he's his like dad's really... a real total piece of shit. Let's yeah. start with that. His dad is, like, just, like... Andrew's dad is just such a, like... He's his a, mother he's tries. Best, yeah. <laughs> yeah, his dad is... I hate to say... Well, and I'm not going to say what I was about to say. It's just his dad is just a caricature of certain qualities and, ca- and characteristics. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, dude, you're just... Like, you wonder why Andrew's the way he is? Like, Andrew's gonna... Like, if they ever made a show following up and they were older, like, Andrew for sure has a sex addiction. Oh, yeah. And he also has, like, some issues and just, like, had, like, addressing women and just, like... But that's another thing, too, because, like, they're so... I mean, I know people who... For him, it's so overtly sexual. And he's the only character other than Jay. But Jay's, like, wackiness. Like, I don't think Jay's serious about the... Mm -hmm. Other than fucking pillows, but that's... (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Season two gets weird. So your parents really do kind of... The way that your parents treat you... It really plays a role in your sexuality, don't you Mm -hmm. think? Well, it's... um, Damn, see, we're getting so deep. Damn. It's all good. Yeah, this is true. Um, We are products of our environment. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know... If you're not given a lot of love growing up, and then you're when you're a grown adult, you're trying to express love, and you're expressing love and how you've been shown love, it's mm-hmm. a little strange when someone else comes from like an actual loving household, and it's like, whoa, okay, like clearly this isn't working, but that miscommunication causes strife in the relationship, and that's what makes it hard. And it, yeah, they, I think they talk about that in the show too, because like Nick's the only one that comes from like a loving family that we see, right? Hey, well, it's a loving family, but that the like it puts yeah, it's a little over the top. No, it's Nick's family super interesting because his dad is very. I don't know. Am I am I am I wrong for using the word feminine? But I don't think he's like, like he's a total man, but he is also he's, super duper feminine. Yeah, he yeah. has like nurturing qualities and things. Yeah, right? like, yes, he yes. Likes to cook but he's still a man stuff. though. Like he has he's had some very important yes uh, <laughs> oh, <same thing>. episodes <laughs> in season two. That's right. Yeah, I know he is. But I was gonna say oh, like shit. even in that first episode of season three. Nick's like the only one that says, "Hey, like boys aren't animals. Like we can control ourselves." And then he tries to side, like he tries Jay's to be an ally to women. <laughs> but like, uh, like Jay and Andrew, they both concede to the fact, like, yeah, boys are animals. Like we can't control that's ourselves. That's right. Doesn't Missy get called a trace, uh, a race traitor, or a, yeah, a gender traitor in season two? Yeah. Oh, season three. Because Wayne Earl was right. Gender traitor. Yeah, she's a traitor to her yeah, sex. Yeah, God, that's terrible. Well, dude. That was that's... really interesting to point out. That's interesting. Like, mm-hmm. like he has like the not normal, but like just more loving parent yes. and household and environment than everybody else does and he's the only one who did speak out like that that's yeah. really interesting no it's like one thing I picked up on the show you know cause obviously Jay's not gonna be the one to do it and Andrew I feel like he tries but he just there's no he, like there's no connection with him and his parents you know and that yeah. communication well, is gone really so he's not like trying to fill a void in any kind of way mm-hmm. I don't know if that's right but I think like sometimes you know if you're coming from a background where you're getting kind of like neglected or you're maybe it's your parents not like doing it on purpose but they're always working or something like that like you're starting to look for things that you wanted in your childhood Mm -hmm. and like Nick doesn't he doesn't really need to he's like or um oh there's an episode where um oh I think it's the first episode where Andrew he tells Missy like are you looking for a daddy and she was like oh no my dad's pretty present (laughs) 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 Missy comes from a great family household too but that's why Missy's so like that's why Missy's the way she is, too. Yeah, but that's why she's also, like... No, but see, I don't understand why she feels so weird about, like, being horny and, like... A goody being, girl? Like, yeah. Not, not think, a goody girl, but just, like, stepping into her sexuality, becoming a woman, I mm-hmm. suppose. 
she's so hesitant yet her parents were totally okay with like her humping the shit out of the glow worm yeah like (laughs) like that was season one or two right where they're like oh it's okay like the worm can be whatever you want it to be it could be um, androgynous if you want it to be it's just like like it didn't matter their daughter was just humping the shit out of it and that was fine and then remember she gets caught at the sleeping the Mm -hmm. overnight thing at the school (laughs) yeah so it's just like her parents were are totally super duper hippie hippie dippy like they're super progressive chill yeah yeah so I don't understand why she's so hesitant to like embrace who she's who who she is an empowered it's, woman. It seems to be more of a, the social the social pressure, not the not mm-hmm. the yeah. Everyone yeah. treats her like trash, pressure, and it's like trash. And you have like, a teacher who's God, I'm such a nice teacher right there. Dude, the, oh Terry. Terry was yeah. oh yeah. He's, Terry Lizer. Terry yeah. Lizer. He's 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 bad. He's gay, right? I don't think he's gay, he's but just don't know something. Don't Very know. misogynistic, I guess. I don't know. He gives off pedophile vibes. <laughs> <A little bit. laughs> yeah, well, definitely. That, yeah, he's that, manipulating Lola. Oh my yes, god. very bad. They rub those feet right oh there. my god, dude, Lola. He's like, that's a good idea that you came up with. Like, yeah. that's so manipulative. <laughs> oh, <laughs> dude, like, that entire like scene, I was just like, oh, dude, this is bad. Yeah. This is like, this is not good. It makes you feel uncomfortable. In yes, a little bit yes. uncomfortable after he speaks. Yes, yes, and, but and it's. The thing about it with his characters, it's always very subtle. Like, I think when they were going to have detention, he's like, all of you will have detention and put your phones in this basket. Yeah. And he's just like, dude, what's How about when he's like, all of you have detention and no, you may not, like, you may not change. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Like, Whoa. Yeah, yeah, dude. Major red flag. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> major red flag right there, but all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah the firing was, was way too long. <laughs> what was episode two? Um, episode two was the episode where episode two of season three was technically the the one that we were just talking about because they counted valentine's day as episode one but episode three was celsi and that's where you really see yeah that's what it's titled but that's the one where they get all addicted to their cell phones especially nick and nick's mom and i thought that was a you know granted it wasn't like as sexual i thought it was like another kind of like very educational kind of sh- yeah shows like like what a lot of society and kids are now doing and not even just kids there's a lot of adults who are so obsessed with their phones and everything on that like virtual life i thought that was a really cool episode too just because like it, it shows that light when you see the andrews and like other people trying to enjoy just like you know like life without cellular devices and that kind of stuff but then you can show kind of like that dark tunnel that people get into as well yeah, definitely. And I think, um, you know, it's a, a relatively new topic because, mm-hmm. I mean, think about, like, these devices are pretty new, mm-hmm. you know, only a few decades ago. They couldn't even imagine this, right? Yes. So mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a new problem in society. So we're still learning how to deal with it, you know? Mm-hmm. Have you guys ever... I've taken, like, a social media break and I kind of, like, started withdrawing from things that I shared on the internet or, like, you know, what kind of accounts I followed and things like that. Okay. And I've definitely seen a change in my life. My boyfriend, he kind of, like, went cold turkey on it, too. Yeah. Like, besides, like, YouTube and things like that. And, like, you totally got to find a balance with it. So I, I like that they talked about the episode, too, mm-hmm. like you did. It wasn't very sexual, but... I mean, he was having... Re- it's like... I like that they had it like he was having a relationship with yeah. this friend. Because, I mean, it's just, like... I think about it, I'm like, damn, sometimes I'm, like, take my phone to the restroom, take it, like... Yeah. Like, why did I even grab it? Like, you know, there was like no point in that. Like, what do we do before then? Yeah. yeah. What did we do with our hands? Right. Before, <laughs> before cell phones. You see, we we as our generation, yours included, you know, we didn't really know that. We knew that for a brief period when we were super young, mm-hmm. and then that's it. So you're asking us to do something we've never lived without, and yeah. I, it's. You did live without it, but you were just really young. I yeah. Think. So I think that's I mean, real. What? I think it's very. It's, just real food for thought of just like you're asking our society to do something that we've never known there are kids being born and my brother and sister that have known 
nothing but that. And mm-hmm. classrooms are getting more and more technologically advanced. Yeah. My brother and sister, they get laptops to take home for yeah. the entire school year. Dude, do you remember awesome. our rancho and their carts? Dude, yeah. they couldn't fathom that. A, we were delinquents. We would have demolished them. <laughs> B, like, just imagine how integral... Te- I knew plenty of kids that didn't have a laptop nor a printer at their home, and that's why they were, like, living at the school. Yeah. And, like, now they're yeah. issuing them out. Like, that's just, mm-hmm. just food for thought and just the whole grand scheme of our society. So, yeah. I was going to say, I wasn't... I wasn't... I didn't have a smartphone until I was 18, and, like, we can go around the room, too, yeah. to kind of talk about... I know I sound older, but... I didn't have a smartphone until I was 18, so like all of us kind of had at least a good amount of our lives without those phones. Mm-hmm. I didn't get my phone till eighth grade. eighth grade, and even then, it was like hardly a smartphone. So that's what I'm saying—a smartphone. Because I had fun- well, I had phones in middle school, but it was like the the slide up phones with a keyboard oh, or like yeah, something right, that you right, flip right, open. Right, okay. right. So I mean, obviously, those are very different because you could text people, but you couldn't. I couldn't Google search whatever the fuck I wanted to. I couldn't <laughs> check scores. I couldn't watch yeah. actual games live. I couldn't, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Okay. you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Mm, let's see. Uh, middle school was a time for me. So, yeah. well, was it eighth grade year? It was a, when when the first uh, iPhone started coming out, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, also, rest in peace. Around the same time, Steve Jobs passed away. Yeah. Right. Um, but it was the what is it, iPhone four? Mm-hmm. Right after the iPods, the iPhone was coming out. So, I had a friend who first had it. Well, I started my slide one, and the slide one was getting even even more progressional. It had a radio, and you could even you know add your internet if you wanted to. But yeah, it wasn't wasn't an iPhone. As soon as iPhone comes out, man, I, I someone relate to that episode. I did not look down for a while because mm. it's just everything is at the palm of your hand. For the right. first time in your life, you kind of just feel. Yeah. Without, you could be all knowing if you wanted to. Any any question you have, Anything. look it up. Yeah. Good or bad, whether you know <laughs> whether my mind knew it or not, but it's there, it's there right? It's the power. <laughs> yeah, my mind didn't. I was in I was in some magnets. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, it's immense power in the palm of a hand of mm-hmm. a not child but of a young adult who just learning mm-hmm. just learning still right and so mm-hmm. and it's, it's 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 a scary thought giving giving someone that much power but it's also good uh could make a good impact if you mm-hmm. think about it yeah it's, it's a tool it, yeah it definitely is it's like pretty scary you know because you're learning who you are at the same time as um you're like posting things on the internet well, and also seeing who other people are on the internet you know we're able to share more of ourselves now mm-hmm. you know I, I see, you know, I would never have met you before if mm-hmm. I didn't, it, was, it wasn't through the internet. We would never be here having this conversation stuff. So we're kind of like able to better relate with people. Yeah. But at the same time, like during that age, you know, I think I got my first iPhone maybe like sophomore year or something. And that's, I think middle school to high school, you're really figuring yourself out. But um, like I'm saying, like it, you can relate with people, but then at the same time, you can be comparing yourself and things like mm-hmm. that. So, you know, um, I don't know where I was going with that. I started <laughs> well, going off. I started <laughs> to touch upon you. You made a lot of interesting points that I. It's fun, ironic, I guess, how time works. Sometimes I read a thread on Reddit about what our current babies that are being born now are going to hate about the parents. So us, pretty much, if we ever decide to have kids. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the biggest responses that seem to get the most upvotes. So it just made me laugh. It goes, "How much of their lives are going to be?" Um, Video tape. No, not videotape, but like publicized to the, mm. to like made to the public, like yeah. babies first this that without them having a say. Now, granted, like it's not a stretch. Okay, you're gonna take a picture with your baby, but it's different in the sense of like there are mothers, as I'm sure you guys know, that Facebook is it's rampant with, or even Twitter, Instagram, or just every every moment of their baby's life, no yeah, matter how sure. big or small, it's being shared, and less and less of that baby's privacy or just a kid privacy. You know, if a kid does something embarrassing, they don't want their mother writing a paragraph long post about it on Facebook yet that happens and it's being put out there I would die from horror if some of the stuff that I did as, as a 
adolescent kid was being put out there. Now, my mom loved to take pictures, but she only took pictures for big events like birthdays and stuff like that. Mm. It wasn't an everyday uh, thing. But, you know, like, that's just... That's something that I... I hate it when my uncle polices me because sometimes I'll tweet something that I think is funny, but it's stupid, you know. And he'll he'll text me and he'll be like, "Take that shit down!" Like, <laughs> and I hate it. No, I hate it when I get the text. I, we laugh now, and I have the I have the luxury to laugh in the hindsight. But yeah. he does it because, like you touched upon, um, what we put out there online. Like, yeah, sometimes that's out there forever. Now you can be conscious about it and go and delete it. I, I can proudly say I've gone and done that through my Twitter. Like, thankfully, my Twitter handle is the handle I've had since high school, but that's also a curse, too, because on high school, I was just a really dumb, like, you know, dumb adolescent teenage kid, mm-hmm. and I tweeted a lot of just dumb shit, so I've since gone back and cleaned up a lot of it, and it's like, I'm like, I feel really good about that, because especially when everything kind of started happening just for bigger celebrities, or just even the guy from College Game Day, he had oh, a yeah. sign, and... Yeah, just a whole long story. But essentially, just people's past are coming back to haunt them. And those people were fortunate enough to, like, have technology kind of, like, at an adult age now. So they didn't build that attachment like we do. Mm -hmm. So we have embarrassing stuff back from high school that will bite you in the ass. And it's not because, oh, well, they're kids. No, it's because, you know, it's on the internet and what we're doing is wrong. And now that we're adults, we can see that. Mm -hmm. See that it's wrong. So I am mindful about... Um, like who follows me like if I if a spam account follows me or something I block them I have like something like 500 accounts blocked it, yeah it's oh, pretty ridiculous well there's a lot of spam on Twitter let's be yeah. honest yeah. why so, are they following you I don't get any spam accounts following me I sincerely <laughs> don't know I sincerely don't know Jesus but I wonder what that does but wait, wait. all of us were like, yeah, I can't relate. No, yeah. No. Well, okay. <laughs> like, okay. Maybe that's a little bit of being grandiose. But my point is, is I've gone and blocked the spam accounts mm-hmm. and the bots. And I'm just, I'm definitely more mindful of what I tweet. Usually, typically, it's about sports yes. and rants about sports. And I try, I try not to tweet dumb things. If I do, I'm lucky if my <laughs> uncle catches it. That's why I always delete the Periscope, though. Oh, okay. I don't keep those up because okay. I'm, you yeah. know, I'm drinking and I'm smoking and like I don't want I don't want somebody to see that. Yeah. So I delete it. Mm-hmm. But we just so keep... I post it on the internet. I don't want anybody. No, to see no, it, it's so I post it on the internet. Well, no, technically it's a live stream, and but I'm always live streaming at like late at night. You yeah, get, that's there's, true. There's strategy to that. Yeah, yeah. as soon as his uncle pops up on the live stream. No, no. well he's always <laughs> he's always asleep. He's a, but my point is is I never <laughs> that's such a you that's such a loophole I never even bothered to like think about right now. Oh my God, Alexis, Jesus! All right, live streams canceled. Done. <laughs> <laughs> Never again. Never oh no, again. See what you did here. Dang, I missed those. But, any case though, you're right. That episode was super duper good, and mm-hmm. it just goes to show a lot of. I'm capable of, you know, not having my phone out. Like if I go up, I usually put it face down, just on the table, in case I do get notified or in my pocket, mm-hmm. and I can totally carry a conversation. Uh, I know a few other people that probably can't. No. And it's just like, you know, like geez, well, that's pretty rough. You know, like I'm trying to. Trying to talk to you, and it just makes me not want to talk to people. I'm just like, you know what? Okay, I'm just, just not gonna try and talk to yeah. you here because I'm just not. That's that's competition that I'm not winning. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, it's definitely that's certain when talking with someone that's certain vibe. But if you know who's who can who can hold up a conversation one on one or maybe a group chat or who can at least talk and not be on the phone. There's oh, so many yeah. times a conversation and comes up and someone just wants to their phone. Do you think it's a skill that's going to be lost with um, younger generations? Yes, absolutely. Why do you think speech classes are pushed so hard at community colleges? Or yeah. like just even to get up and just say, hi, I'm Jacob, I'm the communications major, and I like so-and-so. People get like anxiety-ridden, and it's like, dude, yeah. it's five minutes, and but for those five minutes, 
less than two people are realistically probably listening to you and remembering what you said. Like that's, that's just the. And the crazy thing is, they could do a five minute video on Instagram, no problem, right? And have probably, that, yeah. Wow, I mean, that. yeah. Well, another thing that I just thought about too, you know, you have, we have group chats, or some of us do, most of us do. At least from my experience, I'll be honest, you know, it feels like shit sometimes when you post in the group chat and no one says anything and it's like 18, 16, 12 people and it's like, we're, we're, all, we're all on our phone. It's like yeah. Jacob left chat. <laughs> I got vibe chat. No, but honestly, like, I don't know if that's just me and if, you know what, if people are going to laugh on the pod, sure, whatever. I'm being genuine here. Mm-hmm. Point is, it's like, you, you, you post something and you know people are on their phones or some, sometimes people are busy okay that's I'm not going to sit here and say people's lives revolve around their phone but you know that they saw it at least they gave it a glimpse and when you get no response it's like wow yeah but then something else is posted and it's like whoa yeah, yeah. but I think that's just like come and go technology it makes us so easy to pick and choose when and how we talk to people that right. yes we are losing we are losing those interpersonal skills yeah and to answer your question too like I work with those okay. middle schoolers I mean, yeah. there's t- there's times where, like, in large groups, all the kids will be talking to each other. But towards the end of the day, when all the kids start going home, you know, and then, like, we close at, like, 630 technically. And, you know, when those last couple kids are there, they're talk- they-, they talk to each other in big groups. But, like, when it's just two or three of them left, they all just sit there. And if, if we, like, there's some days where we don't let them on their phone. If, they- if we can't let them on their phone, they won't mm-hmm. do anything. They'll just sit there at their desk, kind of sit there awkwardly and, like, mm-hmm. You know, sometimes us, like as a staff and the adults, will try and like talk to them and ask them questions. But among themselves, they're very like rough. You know, sometimes you you need to allow them to have their phone to be an icebreaker. Sometimes that'll be at the icebreaker where they'll be like, "Oh, look at this thing on Instagram," and then they'll kind of talk about that. Sometimes I've seen it talk about like obviously sports is a good way to like get people talking about things. But like I said, sometimes you have to come inside on rainy days or when just there's like five kids left, you have to bring it inside. So you know what I mean? Like it was just. You see those kids interact or don't, the lack of interaction, and you're just kind of like, damn, like, these kids, they can't. There's no people skills there. Yeah, I think, like, you know, in high school, one of my teachers had said, um, like, oh, wow, you're really talented in, like, public speaking. And I was like, what do you mean talented? I'm just, t- I'm just talking. Like, I'm just talking. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm, tell- I'm just talking to you guys. Like, yeah. how I talk to my friends, or I talk to the cashier, or I talk to my mom. Like, mm-hmm. I think um, maybe a, an issue with social media is that people are trying to be two different people on there mm-hmm. and it's like damn i have trouble just figuring myself out being this one per one alexis you know mm-hmm. having to keep up with two different you know personas. personas that you're trying to put up that that's probably like i mean that that's gonna yeah. get you a lot of anxiety yeah. you know mm-hmm. i love when i text someone and they go wow you speak very proper and i'm like are you kidding me i use proper grammar and i made sure my sentences had periods like that's that just goes to speak of the amount of like laziness I guess like let's be real I mean I'm lazy too I'm not gonna sit here and chastise people I'm lazy but it's like that just goes to speak of the laziness of our generation people are are rude by proper grammar and like not okay not rude that sounds terrible but, but like, they're impressed I've, I've had people yeah. comment on just texting and it's like yeah I'm texting you like texting doesn't change the English language you know what I mean like I'm trying to mm-hmm. I don't know I might be looking too deep into it but like that's a pet peeve of mine like mm-hmm. it's just like come on like I'm Short text is is a norm, right? Yeah, I guess. It's just like, yeah. But sometimes it's just like, like, I think, like, dude, you you took that extra second to write, like, that when you could have just... Yeah. I I know what you're talking about, but it's, with you, it's like the way you text, the way you speak, too. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's it. And these people are just like... It's... That's you. I guess some people don't speak well, I guess. That's, that would be, like, the kind of answer to think. You think so? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, big mouth. On to, yeah, on to the next episode. <laughs> the ne- both these two episodes, episode two and three, um, Celsius two of three was obsessed. 
and they're all like they're kind of tying back and forth with each other so I guess we can kind of just go move forward because that's Obsessed is the one where Nick gets his phone taken away okay. and then he has to try and like adjust for it back into life but you asked this earlier too and I kind of want to say it too because taking a social media break is great there was a few like I'm Catholic and so during Lent I would give up Instagram or Snapchat mm -hmm. and one year I think it was like my last year of college 2017 I gave up Snapchat during Lent, and I was like, I don't see why I need to go back to this. Like, I can have, I have Instagram, I have Twitter, and sometimes I feel like I need those platforms just because, like, what the, the industry I want to get into, like, I have to post stuff on there. But, like, Snapchat, I was like, I'm cool without, and, like, Facebook, I'm very rarely on. It's just to post that work, you know, for my parents and other family members to see. Mm -hmm. But I'm never on there on Facebook just to scroll. So, you know, I kind of minimize it just to those two, Twitter and Instagram now. And, um, but yeah, like it's, it's a lot better. Like I feel a lot better. Cause I used to get really, you see on Snapchat, like your friends going out and you're staying in or right. your friends are in Italy and you're like fucking in your backyard cleaning. You're like, fuck man, my life sucks. You know? So there's definitely, and they talk about on the show too, where like, you know, you see different people somewhere and you can get, uh, depressed a little bit, you know, and just saddened a little bit by certain things. Definitely. You have to learn how to manage it and, um, find balance within it. You know, um, when I took my social media break, it was I mean, I wouldn't really have gotten back on. I think um, when my boyfriend and I kind of started our social media break, they, our relationship got a lot better. Mm. And I think just relationships in general in my life got better because I had more time for them, you know? Mm -hmm. And I was able to really focus. Like, I feel like um, because I'm kind of like, you know, an art entrepreneur, like I'm always having different things in my mind and I'm, I have different streams of income that I'm trying to like keep up with, you know? <laughs> So to have, like, a, a distraction of me, like, scrolling and, oh, starting to feel insecure or, you know, like, every everybody starts to, like you said, like, oh, man, like, they're out in freaking at this fucking concert and yeah. I'm just, like, sitting here, like, with $3 in my account, like, yeah. it gives you time <laughs> to focus on, okay, I got $3 in my account, what am I going to do now, mm, you know, yeah. instead of wasting the time just, like, moping around, mm. but um, it definitely helped me, like, improve, improve relationships, but then I did kind of... Um, miss certain aspects of it where I'm like okay you know this is a great platform to share my art this is a great platform to meet new people and and um, learn new ideas and stuff so I kind of like when I got back on I totally cleaned it out mm -hmm. you know cleaned out the accounts I was following I was like I'm sorry world star but I can't like, <laughs> I just can't you know now yeah. I go on and I see like you know young art entrepreneurs like yourself and I see people with great ideas and and art and stuff like that I'm like okay I totally flipped this you know so you you can totally learn how to use it for your to right. your advantage, but it could definitely be something that could suck you in and get yeah, you. Yeah, who you, you follow, know. the content you're following definitely affects it, yeah. Yeah. Moving on to the next episode, that's the episode where they go to Florida. And right from the get-go, I mean, as soon as they get to Florida, they talk about, I mean, <sighs> on the way to Florida, they talk about how kind of a weird estate is, and... Uh, personal I, experience with Florida. Yeah, <laughs> you have personal experience. Yeah, what's that one thing been. they say that was uh, everything's weird? It's something, something in Florida. Everything anything goes in Florida. Like, they have Florida. a song. They have a song. Yeah, yeah mm -hmm. but, no, but like, in, in in real in general, like you know, yeah, something, some of the stuff that happens in Florida, it's like only Florida. Only Florida. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. this Florida man does this. Florida woman does this. Florida this does that. Florida alligator. Yeah, said some weird shit today. Yep. What the heck? It's totally like its own country. So I <laughs> first got like introduced to Florida. Um, when I was probably like 12 years old, my dad moved out there and, um, I had family from his side already out there, but my dad was originally from La Puente. So when I was around like 10, 11, 12, that's when he moved out there. And then my first time going out there, it was just like a major culture shock because I was, I didn't go to Miami, Orlando, you know, uh, more populated places. They're, yeah. they're going to be 
more like here, right? Because there's so many different people, and it's like diverse. Yeah. yeah, and there's like industries that are booming. Where I went was in the Panhandle, and um, the closest like big city I could say is it's called Pensacola. There's like a big um, base out there, so that's usually how people know out there. But um, he's a couple miles like up from that, so he's in the Panhandles, deep in the south. Um, one thing I can say is like. They have a segregated cemetery in that oh, town. Wow. Okay, um, most of the people in that town—it's like such a small town that like most of those people I'm related to somehow, you know. Okay. So it's that kind of town. So when I went up there, it was like total culture shock. And you know, my cousin, she's a, about my age, and you know, she's growing up out there, so she really knows the culture. And she's like, tells me all these stories and stuff. And she's like, oh, you guys don't do that out there. And like, I'm like, no, we're yeah, not we're fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Yeah, because even in the show, like the the cousin of Andrew, which it's a whole another topic about incest, but I mean, he's like, she's asking like, what are you guys doing in school now? Like, you guys giving hand jobs yet? And he's like, what if I? And she's like, what if I gave you a hand job? And it's like the whole out of pocket stuff, you know. That sexual tension was, said. was rife, man. Yes, it was oh, rife, dude. And it was his cousin, and it's just like. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think I just... maybe because there's not a lot to do out there, you mm-hmm. know. That's what my cousin had said, and mm-hmm. you know, she was saying like, "Yeah, all these people do this kind of drug and this kind of drug, and this guy did." And I'm like, "What? Like, we don't really do that. We kind of like smoke out here. Some people do coke, but like, you know." Mm-hmm. In our age group, I don't really see many people who are like hooked off drugs and doing crazy shit. Like she had said that one of her friend's boyfriend like stabbed the dad of her friend and stuff and I was like what the hell she's like yes because people are bored out here they have nothing to do and they don't really you know have much to aspire to because they don't really see many options around them they say oh I could work at the freaking CVS I could work at the freaking bank like Mm. maybe out here we I mean now with the internet I think it's a little different because you're exposed to different lifestyles that kind of motivate you but I mean this is still relatively new like we're saying so middle school high school these people are just like out in the fucking woods mm-hmm. bored as hell you know yeah, so they have like a totally kids. different I mean I do different things when I'm bored <laughs> <laughs> for real but maybe that's why they're kind of like that I don't know I'm trying to make sense of my read. <laughs> really intense <laughs> yeah having nothing people underestimate having nothing to do mm-hmm. people underestimate severely they're like oh it's great to have nothing it's like no 20 minutes later you're thinking about how the, the sink drops how the water drops and it's like it, there's, a, it's a, there's a difference between having nothing to do and having something to do but not want to do it yes right because yeah. then you find ways to avoid yeah. right. doing it to be say I have nothing to do today that was to be, could be two different meanings yes yeah, right? yeah. that's true speaking of sink can we talk about the bathroom episode in that and when they on the road trip when they stop at the bathroom that bathroom scene oh my oh, gosh shit. there was the blood on the bathroom and the blade and the happy and ice somebody cream somebody changed identity here somebody decided and somebody uh, killed stabbed somebody there yeah <laughs> that was crazy and then the fact that Coach Steve uh, we didn't even talk about it but Coach Steve is like changes like roles in every episode <laughs> oh I love like, that yeah. that's like my favorite ongoing like joke oh my god yeah. I, love I love when he's like well I'm not Coach Steve anymore so I guess I'm just Coach. Coach. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I'm not allowed to say this anymore, but I'm flame retarded. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. After the gas station explodes, yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm gas station, Steve, but we don't have time to explain that. Today. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We don't was... have time for Steve bit. All right, cool. Yeah. That was funny. That was just like the best ongoing part of each episode is just like him in a new role. Like, what is yeah. Coach Steve up to today? I liked when he was the stripper and they're like, yeah, run for us. And he's running in the hamster wood. He's like, how do you get off this thing? <laughs> <laughs> 
Dude, that's terrible. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I love his makeover at the end. I don't know if any of you guys have watched yeah. it. Yeah. 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 No, no. I, no, I don't no. know what that is. I, I haven't seen it, but I know you guys, it's a, You guys should watch it. So it's real? So, yeah. yeah, it's a real show. Oh, and sure. um, they pretty much like give people makeovers. like So the, each um, member of like the Fab Five, that's what they call themselves, is the like kind of like an expert in something. So hair, one of them is going to be like about like your mental health and um, maybe, maybe just like your goals in life. And mm-hmm. then one's like... You know, with your eating habits and stuff right. like that. So they don't help you in each of those aspects. So I'm like, oh, that's oh, actually a pretty, okay. it's a good show. Because you get all that different, it's not just like a makeover show. Like, yeah. oh, you look a certain way now. You know, they really try to help the people feel better. Mm-hmm. It, it's a really good show. But I really like that they incorporated <laughs> that. Because it's really funny, too. Like, you know, my favorite character, uh, not character, but um, my favorite person on the show is named Jonathan Van Ness. He's the, he was the one with the long, long hair. hair and, uh, and, like, he just calls everything, like, oh, she's so pretty. He's, like, talking about a hairbrush. Like, I don't know. They're uh, just, it, it's really entertaining. They but, accent their characters a little more. They, they, they put an accent to their characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it. <laughs> it's also on Netflix. Isn't it crazy? Yeah, it's on Netflix. So I was watching it once, and, and my boyfriend, I just, like, caught him watching, too. And he was like, this is actually a really good show. We ended up watching, like, the whole season again. <laughs> It, it's good. Yeah. Watch me come out with one other person, like with someone like a different personality. I'm making up. Yeah. I'm like that. I'll get into. I'll get that into a show. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I like how they incorporate into Steven. I'm excited to see what they do with Steve if they continue to do. Uh, yeah. The story. Like a new and improved Steve. New and improved Steve. Shade yeah. Steve. <laughs> I'm not a dirty coach, Steve. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but back to the Florida man. That um, another cool thing I thought they talked about was like the menopause, right? The banshee. I forgot what her first name was, or maybe that was her first name. But it was that lady who rode in the motorcycle, right. which is bothering Barbara Andrew's mom the whole episode. Oh, yeah, that's terrible. And kind of talked about menopause and why she was getting those hot flashes. I felt and, bad. Yeah, but like that's not. I mean, we're not. Well, none of us have gone through that, obviously. But well, you know, none of us. Will- us three won't go through that. Yeah, I knew exactly. somebody. I knew you were gonna say that. Well, I'm just saying. You're talking about like it's gonna happen to buddy. It's not gonna happen to us. Like that's uh, that's why that episode made me He's sad. Like, we haven't yeah. gone through it. You're like, I'm never going to. Yeah, it. but like that that episode genuinely made me sad because yes. again, an adult topic, and there wasn't anything. At least I didn't find it kind of funny. It was just like, yeah, that's like a really significant thing for mm-hmm. a woman. You know, you have yeah. your kids, and it's just like damn dude like that's gotta really you know we talk about feeling old because oh the iphone hit this age or this app is this old or i've been on twitter for this long but it's like for this woman it's like mm-hmm. dude you can no longer have a kid yeah like that's it this is this is my family like, this is like that's you you hit the uh, midpoint of your life pretty mm-hmm. much i don't know that's that's I, yeah. that's what i took from that like those segments it just made me sad I was like, yeah that sucks. i didn't think it was funny i just thought it was like educational it served as yeah, like because oh, well, yeah. they you know parents yeah. at a certain age too will go through their own battles as well you yes. know but i thought you know, like, the dad is pretty shitty, Andrew's dad, but, like, <laughs> I thought he was, like, very supportive of her. Andrew, blow on her. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, the game blow. Uh, yeah. It's hot in here. <laughs> blow. Cheap. God. <laughs> Cheap ass. Yeah, he was... <laughs> that's still part of the Florida run, right? Yeah, that's the yeah, Florida. That's on all the car. Florida. On the car there. On the car ride there. And then just the whole ending of Florida, like, the giant sinkhole and... <laughs> I forgot that yeah, I think Florida trash girl's like, name. Oh, yeah. The one who <laughs> the one who sinks the boat. But man, that that episode honestly, I couldn't wait for it to end because it was just it got weirder and weirder, especially with the incest thing. That just oh, yeah. that was borderline. And that's like common out there. Yeah. Oh shit. Is it? I mean, yeah. Yikes. Still. <laughs> I mean. Like yeah, I said, people yeah. are bored. People are bored. Yeah. Lack of options, I guess. Oh, I guess so. That's terrible. But, the weird thing was Andrew's not from Florida and he's like from a city and like he has options but he was getting all into it which was 
I don't know. Like, that was a sex fiend. What do you expect? Yeah, that's, sex that, fiend, that that's the first girl that came up to was like, you want a hand job? Yeah, she was pretty into Missy, so. Yeah. <laughs> Missy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that was just the whole episode and how it turned around. And I, I didn't get it, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the ending, I, I wasn't sure, like, was it, if I was supposed to get something or not. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I got like, oh, it's Florida. He's anything. like, I guess that I'm not going to Florida. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Florida, but anything can happen in Florida. I guess I got from that episode. Mm-hmm. Like, anything can literally happen. Yeah, because you hear stories all the time about, like you said, the gators, snakes, and then just, like, other people killing other people. So, mm-hmm. I guess that, maybe that was the intent for that episode, but I don't know. I don't want to go to Florida again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to Walt Disney World. <laughs> so, the next episode was, this one was a pretty wild one, too, is how to have an orgasm. Oh. And that's, that's the one where Jesse's kind of like... Yeah. Yeah, they, they have, like, the game show in the beginning, you know, to yeah. do the thing. The yodel? Yeah, yeah. Is she yodeling the entire time while we get there? <laughs> Dude, that's the fucking best. And then I love how, like, <laughs> I, mean, I can't even say this. Okay. Ah, the vagina. Yes. She was, like, right there. Like, okay, it's not a it's not a pelvic exam. Like, you gotta, like, like she's, like, trying to, like, talk her way through. I'm, like, dude, this mm-hmm. is... I was thought they were gonna cross the line and show us. I was like, dude, I don't, I don't think I want to watch that. Like, right. Honestly, I think I would maybe not watch that episode had that happened. <laughs> like straight up, like there's like I have to also take into account like this comedy is being portrayed through kids, and I'm like, oh fuck yeah. me, dude. This is this, this it episode makes you feel is racy. Way, yeah. Yes, I feel racy. God damn it! But it was a good episode. Mm-hmm. Very good. Episode. <laughs> Yeah, I like that episode a lot. I wish I saw it when I was younger, honestly. <laughs> so like you're saying, like the kids are watching it now. I'm like, actually, it might be kind of good for the girls because mm-hmm. I didn't like actually come until I was like 18. Since I met my boyfriend, mm-hmm. I had sex, but I didn't even know that I was. I mean, it felt good. It was just like friction and penetration, but you know, like I had no fucking idea that there was something to rub up there. <laughs> I mean, like I guess I had an idea, but I didn't like pay much attention to it because mm-hmm. I was misinformed like nobody ever told me you know mm-hmm. that's something I had to like figure out and then you know he did that to me and I was like oh, now I'm fucking crazy <laughs> I'm like now you're not getting rid of me sexual liberation but I'm like uh, it's really interesting that he was the first one to make me feel that and I was like mm-hmm. you know then afterwards it kind of like I don't know brought me more into exploring sexuality I mean it's Especially I live with him, so it's easier. I mean, as soon as you're horny, it's like, there's your person, your go-to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, it's like go-to. yeah, I kind of wish that I had something that, like, would have taught me that earlier on mm-hmm. in life. Right. Because maybe then I would have been able to take out that sexual frustration, like, in a more healthy manner than mm-hmm. just, like, you know, sleeping with people in high school and not really, like, being, have taught protection and ways, you know, what's safe and what's not, or, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just was kind of, like... And figuring I like, things out by myself and I wish I didn't have to yeah, yeah. yeah. and I like that they chose Jessie cause she's like of all the characters she's probably like the least along with Missy she's probably like the least sexual one right she does things here and there but like for the most part she's not like the Andrew or like super horny like Jay mm-hmm. or just like one of the popular hot girls either mm-hmm. so you know what I mean she's just kind of like this other girl that's kind of there but like it shows her like first crushes on Judd an older guy and like I think we can all say, like, at one point of our lives, we had a crush on someone that was older than us, like, whether it was a friend of a cousin or sibling, you know what I mean? So you have, like, a crush, and, and like, crush will make you, (laughs) will make you feel weird, like, and it it shows it perfectly, like, Jesse, and then, like you said, too, it just, it's, it's informational, it's like another, serves as an informational purpose. 
But are we all in agreement that it's an awesome feeling? I, I, I'm totally <laughs> of the camp that, like, falling in love, being head over heels with someone, having a crush on someone. Like, yeah. These are great feelings. They make, like, the mundane exciting. Yeah. Like, I remember in high school, like, I had, you know, crushes on people and, like, there's I a chance. I didn't know that was what he was talking about. I thought you were talking about having an orgasm. <laughs> Me too, Loki. Yeah, and I was I like, yep. Like, <laughs> I thought it was like in the long term, being nothing in the long term. Or, yeah, I thought it was. But that like, too. That too. <laughs> but orgasms are cool too. <laughs> I'm sorry, what was it? <laughs> sorry. Yeah, go back I just to what realized you what you were talking about. That's why I was like, oh. <laughs> this is. <sighs> yeah, love. <laughs> I'm on the same page. I got, I, I got nothing to say. Though. Oh, okay. Well, not anymore. That was. Right. Damn it! I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought we, no, I thought we were sorry. all on the same page. But... <laughs> all levels, yeah. it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yes, there yes. we go. Being loved, being mm-hmm. loved is great. But just like in my experiences too, like there's a lot of women out there who've never like experienced orgasms mm-hmm. and they've had sex, and it's just kind of like eye opening. You're like, dang, really? You know, like that's so yeah. It's a different experience for everybody, you know. Yeah, I like that. Like she, she took her. They went to like a sex shop, right? And mm-hmm. with Missy too. <laughs> And, um, yeah, the Harry Potter vibrator. Yeah, <laughs> my boyfriend, he's like, you're freaking like Connie. <laughs> like, I'm the hor- I'm the ultimate hormone monster now. <laughs> now that I'm an adult and I like know what's going on. Mm-hmm. But I was like, wow, I wish I would have freaking watched this before because even him, he's the one who bought me like my first vibrator. And I was like, whoa, what the heck? Yeah. I was like, an education. Yeah. I was like, what do you want for dinner? <laughs> what do you want me to just kill? Oh, I, I've only I've only ever been involved with one girl when a toy was involved, and it was. <laughs> it was interesting. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah, it was interesting. That's all, that's all I can say. Yeah. Is it just interesting? Yeah, because it was like, whoa, this is like, this isn't my, you know, this isn't like it's, it's machine. You know what I mean? Like it's, I don't know. It was, it was cool. It was cool. Mm-hmm. I would do it again. Mm-hmm. 10 out of 10 would rate. Toys are cool. 10. Toys are cool, but yes. I think chemistry is the best out of anything. Mm-hmm. Oh, of course. Like yeah. that's the number one, what can make it or break it. Yeah. Yes. yes. And then you can add all these other things. Just yeah. That's, yeah. That's very true. Well, what also they talked about in the episode two, which was to play on with the weird incest thing, Andrew sends the dick pic, and it gets (laughs) saved on the iCloud, which I don't know why he didn't check it wasn't there to begin with, but, so he gets blasted by his parents, because they find it on the iCloud. You never know what comes of that either, but. Yeah, that was, that was bad. Because she responded to it, but Mm -hmm. we don't know. Mm Mm-hmm. I think she liked it. I I think so, too. Wait, who who do you send it to? His cousin. His cousin, Cherry. Ah! Oh. Oof, I have a yeah. tough call that one. Yeah. Should I like it? I, I think so. Okay. I think so, too. And then they go into talking about, um, you know, the, what's it, uh, Maurice, how he's like, oh, I, you know, I thought you were going to kill yourself. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, that, too. And they start joking about that. Mm-hmm. Like, nowadays, you know, you know, oh. they didn't, we didn't really talk, I feel like people didn't really talk much about suicide mm-hmm. in the past, like, decade, and now it's, like, something that... I mean, mental health is like something people talk about now. Mm-hmm. So even when they joked about that, I was like, "Ooh, that's a that's a touch touchy one." They t- and t- I'm t- guilty t- of saying things like, "You know, just being dramatic." Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I was like, "Oh, I, I wouldn't want somebody like to hear me say that because what if they're going through something?" Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Now, now we have to be a lot more sensitive with these things. Right? Yeah. Really do. Mm-hmm. But I think they still did a good job, like how we were saying. They're just like scratching the surface. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or they can make a joke about it, but then they just move on. They do a really good job of that. Yeah. yeah. What do you draw a line? What do you guys. I like think there's this, probably some the, people who are. Do you think there's some people who are like really against the show? Oh, hundred percent. I'm sure. Are you like, kidding me? Yes, they, absolutely. Didn't they mention it? Like to the like, to the the the, to the, neo, or the white supremacists or the neo Nazis on the on the online 
they're gonna say something about this later. Like they they oh. said that literally. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. They did. Right? Yeah. So there's there's I they mean, know they, yeah. they know. I'm sure even like people like my parents, they're very old school, like very traditional, and like I know for a fact if they ever watch the show, like they're gonna hate it too. So like, I'm sure a lot of people, older generations, these people are very conservative. The people who live in those small like little towns in uh, Florida or wherever, you know, like all those. Really conservative people, they're probably super against the show. Question totally unrelated to our show, but I was on Reddit the other day. The Shower Thoughts subreddit. Pretty pretty good subreddit, you know, like people just come up with ideas. The interesting idea was positive. You know, look at us talking about our parents and our grandparents, oh, they're conservative. Do you think that generations will talk about us like that? We like to think we're so progressive. Do you think our, our generations are going to look at us and be like, you guys are conservative now because we're so liberal that you couldn't imagine it? Sorry, that was out of left field, I know, just like my mo- the cogs in my mind are turning and it's like I think that's that's a valid statement and I think it'd be bitterly ironic mm-hmm. <laughs> that we become the conservative mm-hmm. I, I, I can tell we can be viewed as a more conservative generation like maybe if even our, the, the, the newer generations are more liberal than, our, than, than us now um, but it, it you know Generation by generation, there's always going to be someone saying there's, you know, there's yeah exactly more, I mean like, yeah like every, every generation thinks the previous generation was wrong but it's like yeah, will we be wrong it eventually? Just, yeah, it's just like, like I'm thinking about, like, think of all the fights that we're on that we're supposed to be on the right side of, like a Me Too movement, mm-hmm. or, you know, just, just speaking out more about guys harassing and abusing women, or and, and rape, and just rape culture, you know, a lot of serious topics that, that we're talking about, and we'd like to think we're, we're on the right side of it, but 20, 30 years from now, will we still be on the right side of it? Mm. I mean, there's a lot of things that have happened in the 90s and the 80s, like a lot of harassment and groping and stuff and we're like well how did that happen and it's like how people like my mother and my grandmother you know they hear news stories like this and they're like well why'd they wait so long to come out and it's mm-hmm. like mother like that's that's another woman up there like that's coming out saying she got raped and you're asking why they took so long to come out like yeah. mm-hmm. that's because stuff like that was they didn't talk about that there was no protocol and procedure for, no well it wasn't taboo there, there was no protocol for a woman reporting a dude it was just like okay we'll follow up but it's like boys will be boys now that's not an excuse yeah so now there's legitimate lines and some of them are sometimes very hard to follow because it's very complex but other times it's very clear cut and simple like mm-hmm. no like this is rape this is assault this is harassment and we're much more open with it but on the side of being open we're also in, in a way it's almost like McCarthyism and like a witch hunt mm-hmm. like the minute something goes wrong, or I told you the other day in a conversation, or my friend Ricky in a conversation, the key word that gets anyone just totally just like, you're screwed is because you can't disprove it is uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. This person made me uncomfortable. You can't disprove that. At least someone accuses you of rape, there's a rape kit that's done, there's extensive research and, and a defense that's going to be built for your case, but someone says they're made uncomfortable, you know, you're... Mm-hmm. You're, you're put in a position where it's like, okay, you know, you're probably going to lose your job or you're probably going to be put on some kind of probation. Like, there, there's immediate and oftentimes harsh uh, punishment for that coming out. And just and it kind of leads to a craze of just sometimes it, it, we need to be careful of like, hey, we don't have to question a woman's authenticity if she's coming out, but we also shouldn't just blindly accept it because mm-hmm. that's not right. And then that leads to double standards, you know, men reporting rape or acts of rape on men. I mean, that's also really not... Uh, touched upon too much and I know mm-hmm. I think I'm venturing a little too far to the left field so I'll try to wrangle it back in but it, it just I think we, we live in very uh, dangerous times yeah I think as like technology yeah, ended at that very dangerous times I think as technology advances like ed- the spread of education goes to different parts that didn't have access to that in- education before yes. so like to answer your original ca- uh, answer 
you know, like, well, the generation, like, well, our kids think we're we're very conservative compared to our yeah, parents' generation. That's how this started. Yeah, <laughs> for sure, 100%, because, like, our kids are going to have way more access to education. I was just telling her that listening to another podcast, there's there's things in our their history books, like, in 20 years down the road, that won't be in our history books when we were in, kid, uh, we were in school. You know what I mean? I'm sure they're adding things in our history books or taking out certain things in our history books as more things get discovered and more things get clarified that okay shit like what they're learning is totally different and so i just think like that you know speaking of history the next episode they go into duke's history and i thought that was a cool episode too because duke Ellington's like a ghost like, who just chimes in every now and then the first two seasons and he doesn't have like much substance to him but we don't know about him and you know unless you know a lot about duke ellington the artist on like before watching the show you're just kind of like what is it what, what purpose does he serve but then he has like that whole like where he walks he walks everyone through him losing his virginity or what the kids think him losing his virginity but they it's really placing bets yeah <laughs> oh my god and they were just you know he really at the end of the day it was like him losing his virginity to jazz and him discovering his love for jazz music I was very disappointed yeah <laughs> I was too I, I, I was set up for like him to like nail a white girl especially in a time where like it meant something as you said previously <laughs> nail a in white another girl. in another series <laughs> yeah. or season but no, it was like jazz. And Andrew was like, I knew the entire time. I'm like, fuck you, Andrew. Fuck you. <laughs> it's supposed to be a cool story. Mm-hmm. But it was, though. It was mm-hmm. very cool. It was cool. And he did the intro for that episode as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I Which was that also one. really cool. It was in Ragtime, mm-hmm. which is cool, you know? If you guys, any listeners out there want to listen to some really cool music, Ray Charles is like right up that line. Seriously, go mm-hmm. listen to Ray Charles. I liked it. I thought it was a different change of pace. That episode from, the, from what was previous until yes. that one. Well, Florida was previous, so that episode was like totally grounded. Yeah, which so was nice. Brought you back into the the, the hole of, of Big Mouth. Mm-hmm. Back into there. Right. If there's like one episode I could show my family and it'd be like family appropriate, that'd be the episode. Duke. Duke Ellington. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's right. Except that's... for the. Did you have, did you guys catch the little like. You know how Maurice? No, no, no. The Maurice had the little, uh, the little dicks, yeah. and they had the the penis war. Yeah, World that War was One. fucking strange. That was the strangest thing. Like that's what I was talking about. Over the top uh, stuff in the show. Yeah. I was like, what is going on? And they were like in trenches and yep. dying. And but they oh, talked about PTSD yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. They're at the hall dancing. He's like, what are we celebrating? A bunch of good men died. Yeah. Oh, dude, it was all bad. Archduke Ferdinand. That was the, the penis. <laughs> Harriet Tubman, the ghost of Harriet Tubman. <laughs> with Duke, because like, you know how they have their ghost as Duke Ellington? Duke's ghost was Harriet Tubman, and just seeing that was really funny too. The introduction of her. Oh, didn't they think that um, he lost his virginity to Harriet Tubman? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That was like 3001. <laughs> yeah, they were making all kinds of beds. <laughs> Or who did who did Jay have put all his money on Dookie or Doopy? The pool the pool table girl the pool bar girl. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Oh the dog too he's like a dachshund a dachshund is how I lost my virginity. Yeah, that dog's funny too. We don't talk about that dog. No, yeah, he but. needs. Yeah, he saved Andrew right. Mm-hmm. And then he saved Nick as Jay. well. Or Jay, he say like he actually does like heroic acts. Like he's a good person. He's actually like a character. What dog is his name? The dog, Jay's dog. Jay's dog, oh, the pit bull. one that talks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He barks, but then like Jay. Jay. I love Jay. <laughs> it, that's what he does. He like barks, barks, barks. He's like turkey, turkey, I made that turkey. <laughs> I did not expect it to come. Sometimes out. he has some really self-reflective moments when he sees himself in the mirror and he's like, right, 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 alone. I'm alone. Uh, <laughs> it's like all self-reflective. <laughs> he's running. He's like, fat, fat, 
Do you think that having a, um, I guess, interesting, interesting virginity story is like important? Do you think like losing your virginity is like a very, you think it's like a really important moment, or do you think that people just hype it up way too much? I think it should be an important moment. I regret mine that it wasn't an important moment, but yeah, I think I think it, it should be an important moment for sure. It's an important moment only because you're never gonna forget the person. Yeah. I don't know if the moment itself is always gonna be perfect. I can't I can't mind the Grand Slam breakfast story because I went to Denny's afterwards and we got a Grand Slam breakfast. <laughs> it was great. Grand slam. Grand slam. Because I hit a grand That's slam it. that day. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely important. Knocked in definitely memorable. Right, you don't forget it. You don't. You reference it a lot. But. <laughs> <laughs> but but um. I'm sorry. I was going to this. Yeah, it's about it's important. But it's, it. Would you say like fantasize it? You you idolize it or what was the word? You uh, um, romanticize it's true like, like you know losing our virginity like do we you know hype it up too much oh yeah that's right. yeah hype it yeah most yeah where'd you do it where'd you do it oh yeah okay. I did it here with, with this you know it's it's, it's a different story it's, it, mm-hmm. it, lose, it, it can lose its, its touch of what it really is sometimes mm-hmm. or what it meant to that person because I remember being in high school and not losing my virginity and like people would ask, like I would lie and say, like I'd make up this like grand story. And so like when I finally did lose my virginity after high school, yeah. it was kind of like, damn, that was it. Like you know, like that, that wasn't what I had made up stories about. You know, so yeah. it was just kind of like it didn't live up to the hype, I guess. You know, so I, I mean, it's your sure. first introduction to sex, right? Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't have hype. I just was like, I want to have sex. Like I don't, I don't like or it, he's no. like I hyped it up myself. Well, it was more like. <laughs> just more like I've never had sex like I don't I can't I have nothing to imagine it to and like and I knew I was smart enough to know like porn's not an accurate like I you know like right. I was smart enough to know that and it's like this is like it's a different it's a different person I mean we all remember the first time like I still even to this day haven't had sex more than my fair share um I still get nervous when I have sex with someone it's Aww. just like yeah I do and I still get nervous no matter the comfort the the the, the chemistry I have with the person because it's like like when I had sex I was like whoa like this is what it is you know what I mean and like that was like the briefest introduction to it mm-hmm. afterwards when I got to explore more I was like whoa this is mm-hmm. it's pretty fucking insane like but yeah so I don't think I was like hyping it up like I didn't have some kind of image in my head of what I thought it was going to be I was just like I'm going to have sex and this is what sex is is I guess yeah I think porn plays a big factor too because the more porn you watch the shout out to Pornhub <laughs> it provides like an unrealistic expectation going into like sex so like for sure I think a lot of the hype maybe sometimes comes from that too you're like oh yeah it's well, we could this definitely great thing. do a much better deal like A making porn less taboo and B making it like inform people about porn like mm-hmm. yo what you're seeing out there is not real life I'm not not a reflection of, of sex mm-hmm. sex is very it's, it's different it's person to person it's not like one thing you yeah. know I mean? you can't do what, what, what work for one person might not work for the other and porn gives that very like one size fits all no pun intended so it's just like you know like, like they give that they, 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 they give that thought that like oh every girl can just hop in and just you know have anal sex and it's like well first off like that's like better loop that bitch up first yeah, off. yeah exactly it's just, and it's other stuff like that no and it's other stuff like that but what's really you cool though not having a talk about before yeah, my, I, I know this yes but my point is is a recent like what's kind of cool is Pornhub's actually been like on the forefront of like educating people of like yo you're gonna watch porn like like be safe use condoms uh, no like basically like Pornhub's like trying to be on the forefront of like mm. it's not just set like it's 
like these are sex workers and this is their trade this yeah. isn't real life this is a, a professional environment that you know and like and Pornhub like gives tons of money to like research into like HIV and AIDS and practicing self sex or clean sex safe sex god jeez that took me a long time and the biggest thing too is like as we talked in earlier just educating people like it's an uncomfortable conversation to have but I think once it gets started it's like okay you know mm-hmm. Porn can definitely have its, like, pros and cons, because it could kind of, like, you know, open you up to seeing, well, what what is going to go on? I mean, it's essentially, like, you know, inserting things, so they get to see that, you know? I can't, yeah, but nothing I can't, beats the real thing. I'm sorry. It doesn't, it doesn't, but uh, that's, that's where I was like, going with that, yeah. is, like, how I said, like, my boyfriend, he found porn pretty early on in life, like, and now he's, like... I mean, maybe because we both have, like, really freaking high sex drives that, like, match each other. Like, mm-hmm. he, we don't really need to. I mean, like, sometimes we do just to spice things up, like, together. But, like, he even says, he's like, nothing, like, beats, like, how I said earlier, like, chemistry and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. and when you're comfortable with somebody else, like, and being able to explore certain things, you know, it's it's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that it, porn, in a way, it can be kind of beneficial, at least just to, like, see what the hell's gonna go on because imagine how scary it is like just taking off your clothes for the first time in front of somebody you're trying to impress them you you know or you want them to enjoy it as much as you do right and uh you don't want it to go badly yeah Mm -hmm. you know I guess for as much as like what's gonna sound a little bad for as much porn as I watched before I lost my my virginity you know I never used any single of those (laughs) short videos you know to in the the experience Mm -hmm. if anything it just helped you know, all right, where it goes. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty much what where I was saying. Where it goes, and yeah. what do I do with what's in front of me? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right? I don't know what to do. <laughs> I mean, it's still learning. But, um, a, but you do different things with different people. Most so, definitely. you know, mm-hmm. one girl might be into, or guy, girl, right? Like, mm-hmm. can be into one whole side of sexuality and another person, you know, maybe somebody really likes their feet getting touched, their neck, and then another person, you touch their neck, and they're like, oh, I'm ticklish, yeah, right? Yeah. Like. Yeah. So you kind of, you're always going to be learning that new person. Uh, yeah, which also, in a way, acts as like a deterrent to not want to hook up with a bunch of people, because that's exhausting. Mm-hmm. Or am I just in the camp alone? No, no, no. Really it's exhausting really, sometimes really. To, to, have, uh, to have sex, and it's like, get it right, and it's like, dude, look, I don't, I don't, I don't want to spend a thousand hours learning your body, but it's like, that's what, that's what I have to do in order to have good sex with you, but I mm-hmm. don't want to do that, so I'm not going to even go down that road. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why I look at it. It's just like, I'm, if I'm not willing to put in that work <laughs> and the hours... Then I don't think I want to do that because mm-hmm. I just don't. I just uh, don't have that time. Yeah, put my energy, energy towards something else. Yeah. I'm gonna put my energy towards something else, like my mental health or like being a good person or something. Mm-hmm. You know, that that good karma will radiate <laughs> and the good sex will follow. You're trading a lot of energy with the person you're having sex with right. too. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I've, I'll put it to you this way: something I'm very, very proud of. My perception and idea of sex has significantly changed from high school to now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, as it should, you know. Yeah. I don't think sex is ever going to be the same at any age of your life. Damn, that's a depressing thought. That <laughs> but like, is. but I'd like to think it. right now. Mm-hmm. I'd like to think right now, all of us in our at our respective ages, where I would what I would argue the prime, because after this, it's only down, so it's prime mm-hmm. for now. So. I heard that a woman's sexual prime is in her forties. Because of menopause, right? I'm not sure. Don't have to worry Maybe about it's something that's going on with your hormones. Your sex drive gets like really high. Mm. And I told my boyfriend that he's like, I'm fucking scared because you're already like <laughs> fucking Connie. He's like, you're already like Connie. You're <laughs> like abusing. I'm just kidding. But um, I guess yeah, we are we are in our prime. Like I guess in like a track. 
effectiveness, I guess. I don't yeah. know. And also maybe like your health too. I mean, I'm sure in a couple years, I mean, one, I ran track, so my knees are fucking bad already, but like, <laughs> you know, in a couple years, I'm not going to be hitting those same moves that I'm hitting with my boyfriend now. <laughs> yeah. The same flexibility and stuff. <laughs> this is making Jacob fucking uncomfortable. <laughs> See, consistency is key, okay? <laughs> if you got to stretch now, start stretching. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, like, I told myself, yeah. I told myself this morning, like, I got to start stretching. I'm going to be flexible when I get older. Right. He's like, I'm trying to twerk in a full split. <laughs> I'm yeah. just kidding. I'm trying to keep my split. I can split right now. Super oh. important. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! I'm, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I feel like I, I feel like I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not class of qualified mm. to uh, like talk about like dating and like attraction and stuff. Because like I, I've been really like been a lot of shit going on in my life these last couple of years that like that kind of stuff has fallen by the wayside. I want it to be in my life, but it's ha- it's proven it's been proven to me multiple times through multiple events through multiple people mm-hmm. that it's just maybe right now the time to be involved with someone. And, putting that energy just isn't quite right there. So mm-hmm. that's why I don't feel like I'm truthfully qualified to, like, talk about that. You know, like, I think that my ideas of beauty and what I, what I like have changed, obviously, since high school. And I feel like what I like is pretty much going to be the same throughout, which is kind of cool. You know, I, I mm-hmm. like someone that's genuine and is, is, and is intelligent. Intelligent in the sense of, like, we can hold a conversation. And mm-hmm. that stuff, I find, is like, like wine. It's going to ripen with age. And the older I get, you know, it's like, I feel like the pool is going to be there. Mm-hmm. I could be totally wrong and I could be live alone for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Who the hell knows? But like, I think it's like balance. Like you, you definitely need what you're saying. You know, you need somebody oh, who can yes. have a conversation with who you enjoy time with and stuff. But then, I do think that like sexual oh, the physical intimacy, attraction needs to be the absolute. Well, attraction and also like just like you know the the chemistry, the the yes. libido as well needs to be there because you know your sexuality is a big part of you. Yes, you know, and yeah. that's something you want to be able to relate with with your partner. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm lucky that I did find someone who you know, has a high sex drive too. Matches yours, right. If, if not, you know, then one person feels like, oh, I don't want to like bug them, you know, they're yeah. not in the mood, but. Right, 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 right. No, Luckily I, I'm freaking dating Maurice, so he's just ready to go. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I mean, don't want to make it sound like I'm completely disregarding that. I just, it's just like I said, like right now, I just feel like that's, that's just a lot of energy. It, 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 a lot of energy and time to put into it. And mm-hmm. I just, Come I'm having, head. I'm having a commitment as well and I'm having trouble and issues committing energy and time and commitment to myself and things mm-hmm. in my life so I think it'd be very unfair and a little bit selfish if I were to kind of tell someone like hey let's let's be in a relationship but you know I'm not exactly ready to give you what you're looking for but I'm going to ask you to stick around for the ride I don't know I think that's asking a lot that's very mature of you and that makes me really happy that <sighs> you, you you think that because I think in the beginning of my relationship I mean it was supposed to just be like a hookup so we didn't even think both of us weren't even looking for a relationship, but then, you know, we just ended up thinking, like, well, you know, I don't want to not spend another day with you, you know, I yeah. want you in my life, you're, yeah. fr- you're now my friend yeah. and stuff, right? Oh, well, I took away from it, you, I think you said the kicker, and the thing that's been, like, the most repeated amongst people that I know that are in relationships or that have okay. love interest in their life, it's that, um, you said, it usually comes at a point when you're not looking for it, but I think that's mm-hmm. such a strange thing to say, that's mm-hmm. such a strange comment or, or statement to make, because it's like, we're not exactly like you're not you're not looking for like love per se you're just looking for we, we, we strive for uh, human connection I guess you know? I learned, I learned, yeah I learned about you that in my speech time. class yeah so it's companionship mm-hmm. you know we, we, we thrive on that we're, we're very social creatures mm-hmm. yeah so it's like how can we not be looking for that like, it's like sometimes it's just baffling how it's like so I'm supposed to like not be exactly looking for a girlfriend yet I'm supposed to be you know what I mean like it's, it's like supposed to fall on your lap but it's not so it makes it in my opinion 
from my experiences. It makes it a little uh, complicated sometimes. But then I'm also I also have to own up that sometimes those complications are brought on by myself, which yeah. is an uncomfortable truth and like an awakening. It's just like okay, if I'm if I'm the issue, if I if, or if I have been the issue, then what is the issue? And like that's the hard part. It's just working on yourself. Mm-hmm. But to relate this all back to the show, I think all these characters do a really good job of showing that, and mm-hmm. it's it's true. That's a part about being a kid in, in high school. A lot of really. Um, I think crummy things happen, and not like public crummy things. Just, just a lot of just like personal things happen, and it's just like, geez, man, if I could, if we had the ability to go back in time and talk to our younger selves, I definitely think it would impart, which ironic, because I think I'm the least wise person ever, but I think I'd impart some really good wisdom yeah. on that teenage Jacob Henshaw, and it, and it would be very, yeah, exactly. Of course, there's no substitute for experience. There yeah. truthfully isn't. So, and I mean, yeah, when you look at the basis of this show, I mean, that's why I like it so much, is because. To me, like, the idea of this show is, like, probably the best idea Netflix has ever had. I haven't seen too many Netflix shows, but I think it's, like, I did Netflix's best idea for a show. Because when we're all this age, we're going through, so, like, it's so many changes. Like, the hormone monsters are making us feel different ways that we don't usually feel. But we want to go feel those ways that we used to feel as a kid, but now we're kind of thrusted into this. No one really kind of educates us that well on what we're going through. And then... What we go through is different, so they kind of just give you, like, this vanilla answer, but what if you're, like, you know, cookies and cream, or what if you're, you know what I mean? Uh, so there's yeah. a lot of different experiences for everybody, and that's why I like just, like, the overall basis of this show, is just because everyone's sexual experiences and, like, their experiences through hormones and through puberty is, like, a hundred times different. And, like, I remember being, like, so close to people in elementary and middle school thinking, like, oh, they're going to be my best friends for life, and then, you know, I moved at that time, too, so that kind of made things worse, but... You know, I move, and then you like talk to those people later on in life, and you're like, "Oh, well, now we don't have anything in common. We we both had our own experiences, and that's when people that split ways." Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. You can definitely grow apart from people. Mm-hmm. I I realized what I was gonna comment on with you is um how you're saying you know like you're focusing more more on yourself whether it's intentional or unintentional just because you've had a lot going on or something. Um, that's actually kind of in a way going to attract someone into your life yeah. I believe because Should've you know <laughs> it's gonna launch you into maybe a healthier relationship if you have a healthy relationship with yourself yeah. first because mm-hmm. I think um, I would like to go back and tell myself you know before I got into this relationship like girl you had some things you needed to work on and him too and luckily we were able to work on them together and kind of help each other understand that like okay look you're transitioning out of this high school person right and what these ideas that you had of the world and um you know, you're growing into a new person. I'm here to grow with you. I'm lucky that I had that because if you don't find someone like that, it could just really create a really toxic relationship. Right. right. Really mm-hmm. toxic. And for all, for as dumb as Twitter is sometimes, Twitter sometimes, like, you know, you always those weird, like, I can't explain it. Like, they're not tweeted by people we know. They're just by accounts that have, like, a bajillion followers and they tweet some really deep philosophical stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, not really, but it's, this tweet <laughs> struck me as particularly interesting. It was just talking about how there's a fine line of like you want to grow with someone but also if someone needs to figure themselves out and they need to do that you can't you can only help them so much mm. and that's that's something that yeah. sucks and I hate to hear it because it makes me it makes me feel sad and it's such a sh- I think it's a shitty thing to tell someone but it's one of those necessary shitty things because if you if one person's ready to grow and you're still trying to like lay the foundations so that you can grow mm. you're just gonna stymie their growth and then it becomes ugly and that's how it becomes toxic because you're trying to grow and be the person that either you want to be or you're going to subconsciously try to be the person they want you to be and then it's hard it's just it's such a complicated so it's you need to know when to give and take of just like yeah. i'm going to give you that time and that space and uh, we're going to go our separate paths and you're going to be a different person and we might not ever date again sure but this is this is the right way 
or you take and you you know you decide to be in this relationship and you decide to grow and maybe it doesn't work out maybe it does it's I think it's very complicated and, and it's it speaks on the person of just you have to want to if I were to turn and tell you any of you guys like something that like say, say I knew an issue a problem with you and I said it to your face that'd be very uncomfortable you'd be sitting mm-hmm. there and you'd feel attacked right or at least that's me sometimes I feel a little defensive and again that's something that I know when I'm feeling I have to check that because that's something that that's not people aren't always telling me things to hurt me sometimes it's you need to hear this and it's it's, it's going to be a little uncomfortable for you but you can hear it you can resonate with it chew on it mull on it think on it and then address it and then learn how to to stop that right but that's hard because people are very quick to be defensive and once people start being defensive and they want to argue rather more than <clears throat> conversate and the conversation is the key part that's the communication part that's the part that you have to that's that work people talk about work and relationships that that's what it is 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 hey i know what i'm doing is bothering you or what what is it that i'm doing that is bothering you how can i address this and how can we together help one another at least get better so it's not the same um it's not the same problem that's mm. going to continue to fester and then become an issue and then once that becomes an issue the relationship probably doesn't last because mm. you're bottling that up and um you know it's bottled up emotions in a relationship any kind friendship uh yeah, friendship or a romantic relationship or a work relationship just doesn't work. You, you need a, what's it called? A transparency. And mm-hmm. that's the hardest thing to do, I've, I've found. It's just that's the hard part of being, being honest without trying to hurt being and being honest without coming off as an asshole. Because there is a way to say things. People who say yeah. otherwise, sorry, those are assholes. But <laughs> there is a way to say yeah. things. Yeah, you know, sure. it's, there's a way to say, hey, I love you and I want to be with you, but what you're doing is problematic and yeah. mm-hmm. if, for this continued success of this relationship. It should change mm-hmm. so I think that's why like shows like this are important because yes. um, you know they kind of like help us to be more comfortable with communicating certain issues that are uncomfortable you know and when maybe when we see them under the light of humor it, it helps us be more comfortable with it and see like okay it's something that everybody goes through you know like and at the end of the day it, it's, it's up to this person to try and relate with me or not you know yes mm-hmm well, I would have never thought this conversation was going to go the way it did. <laughs> no, By big mouth. No, I mean, it's taking a very pleasant... But I see, that's the beauty of this show, is it kind of... It, it brings out certain feelings of... And it can be different... Like, all four of us, have, I feel like, have different feelings from watching this show. And I, and we're kind of expressing that all right now, like which is cool, you know? There's mm-hmm. more to it than meets the eye. Exactly. It's not just this cheesy comedy that, like, is really funny. Oh, it is, by all accounts. It is, but, but it makes you feel... <laughs> you sit down and you start talking me. about it. It's yeah. the show topic, it. obviously. Yeah. You know, the show topic is, 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 is very different, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Moving on to the next episode. <laughs> episode 7. That's when... This one thing kind of get weird, too. Devin has a bachelor's party because the Devins <laughs> are getting married. And the that's when the list gets made from all the guys. They each yeah. make their own list of ranking the girls. And I can speak from experience too. I remember guys like in, in middle school and in high school, we'd all do this with the girls. And but we weren't stupid enough to write it down. No, no, my, we my bunch weren't. Yeah, no, so we were like, stupid enough to write it down. Third. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Like, you know, ranking of like you could days. verbally deny that. I, I didn't say that. <laughs> Person didn't hear me say that. Exactly. There's no written proof, but I remember that's something that I experienced. That's, a youth going through puberty and all that. I like um, uh, the, the, how they show Jesse, like how she wants to be included in the group. You know, you know, she just, I don't care. Mm-hmm. And, and like, Am I in there? I, 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 come on, can, have you guys not wanted be that, that before? Right? Like, yeah. I, I don't want to be a part of it. It's so rude. It's so messed up. But am I on it? Mm-hmm. I want to be in it because you, know, you want to be included in that. I've, I've definitely, it's like a bad accident I can relate to that, right? And definitely on that, on that middle school, high school level. 
they're going through it right now. They're just shit. So, I definitely felt a connection to that little mm-hmm. bit from that episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. It's like learning how to handle your ego a little bit, right? Like, learning how to swallow it. Yeah. I've like heard things from like, you know, like I remember being in middle school and hearing like, you know, a guy that I had never even thought about once and then hear that he said something about me and I'm like wait hey like you know I never fucking cared before but now that you said that all it takes is one offhand comment and then you're wandering and pondering the rest of the day exactly (laughs) Mm -hmm. and I thought it was cool too because in this episode they introduced that new character Allie she comes from like a private school but she's she's pansexual right and she talks about that she's attracted to all types yeah and she's a girl, and Andrew and Nick are completely okay with that, and a lot of the other school is, but then Jay's like, oh, okay, like, she's into that, well, I'm gonna announce that I'm bisexual, and then, like, Andrew and Nick think that's kind of weird, and other people don't take him serious, and so I thought that was a cool dynamic, too, because I'm sure there's that, there's that struggle for, like, those people of that community, seeing others get accepted so quickly, and then others, and then they do that themselves, and try and come out, and maybe not get accepted so quickly, I thought that was a cool, um, aspect and vantage point of things too yeah it is definitely like there's a double standard there right with like Mm -hmm. uh being pansexual bisexual like from when you hear about a girl and then when you hear about a guy i don't know why people are very like closed off by it i guess maybe like it can maybe like porn kind of has to do with it you know because like i don't know you you People like to see more two girls, one guy, if, if they're yeah. watching anything like that, right? Or guys like to watch, like, two girls, but as soon as they hear, like, a, a guy thinking, like, oh, oh, you know, I'd be down for, like, a, a male, two males and a girl, like, mm-hmm. they start thinking that guy, like, oh, is he, like, gay or something? It's like, why why are girls allowed to be a little bit, right. like, more explorative? I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't think that's okay. That shouldn't mm-hmm. be like that. Mm-hmm. You know, if somebody told me anything, like... Hey, I'm all for watching a girl get spit-roasted. It's cool. It can be two guys, one girl. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm all for it. I mean, geez. I'm not going mm-hmm. to complain. Right, but that's not the popular opinion. I guess that's <laughs> Did what I just the... say that on air? My lord, you should <laughs> My lord, I just said show. that. My lord. Oh, my lord. All right, thank you very much, folks. Oh, boy, Jesus. Jeez, I just came out and said it. Jeez. And I said spit roasted. Jeez. All right. God. All right, well, yeah. This is also the episode two where Maurice... Because Andrew's describing his perfect girl, and Maurice makes like oh, a Frank. God. They kind of put a spin oh, yeah. on Frankenstein and make this girl named Crookie. <laughs> it's like a totally like you mean it's like Crookie. it's a different body part of each girl from the school, and so he constructed this <laughs> Frankenstein. Strange. Yeah, it was strange because the mouth was like on her stomach, I think. Oh, I and yeah, that. that was that was weird. And tits were her face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it didn't have a face. Like Andrew even said, "And Maurice." Her boobs are her face. Like, what? That's what you want. <laughs> te- See, I blame Maurice for Andrew's sex addiction and yep. fiendishness. Mm-hmm. But he's the hormone, you know. What I mean? Like that, he's he's making kids feel a certain type of way that they're not used that. to. I didn't want. I didn't want to fuck <laughs> an abomination. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Well, I, mean, I say? I think in that episode they brought back Sylvester so, so, so Stallone. Yeah. They write, is it that episode? Yeah. No, episode? actually, no. That was the last one. Was that the that was the last one. Ah, yeah. Man, that was the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the next episode after that was the one where Jay sells Adderall because he has ADHD oh, yeah. and that one was a cool one too because not really sexually related Business but kind of like <laughs> <laughs> but kind of like the uh, the phone obsession one it talks about like I, I, I think everyone knew someone who sold Adderall in, in high school or 
middle school and they always like hey yeah this helps me but it doesn't always help everyone else right yeah. so I, I just I remember relating to that and you know I thought it was funny how they portrayed that how it affects everyone differently and Jay was selling it as like oh it's a smart drug you know like yeah. you're gonna be really smart with it but it like fucked up Missy a lot it made Jesse like almost go back into his depression yeah. you know what I mean like everyone, it affects everyone differently not everyone's meant to take those things extremely informational for like any of those kids watching too mhm about substance abuse, yes. Yes. And about knowing, like, hey, you probably shouldn't take other people's fucking prescriptions. Yep, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I'm, it's big in college, man, but mm-hmm. I mean, look at the stresses of college. Mm-hmm. Even look at the stresses of high school. Like, even to touch upon Jesse's mom putting all the stress on her, she's like, you go to Yale, Brown, Harvard. It's like, Jesus Christ, dude. Like, they're not even out of middle school yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hate, like, uh, hearing, you know, like, parents, grandparents ask, like, you know, I'm, I'm always around, like, kids and stuff, so we have a lot of kids in our family, and, you know, they ask them, like, oh, what do you want to do when, you know, you're older? And I'm like, I hate that question, because I'm like, it, it can change, you know? Like, I don't think we should make people feel like they should have to do one thing, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, it would it would be beneficial, you know, to get really good at something, have that your one stream of income, but then, you know what happens when you hate it, you know? Well, yeah. I just think the times are different from our parents. I'm sorry, gone are the days that you can get a nice 9-to-5 job, build a 401k plan, have a nest egg. Sorry, maybe they exist for some uh, forms of uh, careers. careers. Yeah. Yes, thank you. There's some career fields that offer that, but it's not all, and it's just... Yeah, I think our parents are very out of touch with how the economy is. It is especially because our parents have already established themselves. So they're kind of, I'm not saying they're becoming fat cats, but it's like our parents are going to be beneficiaries mm-hmm. of a lot of more conservative policymaking rather than a little more liberal and a little more different, a little more head-on change. Of course my dad and of course my grandfather. Of course your, your older, of course they, they don't like the idea of, of things changing because that's how it is. And that's not an excuse, but it's something that I think has to be very valid. Mm-hmm. Again, Back to the conversation that we had very earlier, you're asking us to, to imagine a world without technology, and it's like, we really can't. Well, our grandparents can't necessarily imagine a world, and our parents, where things are, you know, handed out and free, and and yeah, maybe sure it is okay to talk to that person of of um, of a certain race and, and color. You know what I mean? For them, it wasn't, but for now, it is, and I'd imagine a change like that is so erupt, it is kind of scary. I mean, mm-hmm. um, to I don't know. You guys have any of you guys ever seen Shawshank Redemption? Yes, that's awesome. Okay, Brooks. That's like the best movie I've ever seen. Brooks is like he's a side character, and you should really go watch the film. It's a five star. Yeah, absolutely. But it's very long. Yeah, but it's very long though. But point is, there's a character called Brooks, and I think he's reflective of what I'm saying. I don't want to give out what happens to him because I don't want to spoil it. But he becomes a very affectionate character that you build a, um, you know, liking to in the movie, and you just I think he's. He's a good metaphor, kind of what I was saying. How, and also tying into what I asked you guys earlier, it's just like we all want change. We all want change, but it's like historically speaking, we're we're static against change. We're not very we're not very accepting of it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'd imagine so. It is very hard for this current generation to change for our generation. But I mean, we have to find a way to make it somehow, some way. But mm-hmm. you know, that's that's an entire podcast in and of itself. Mm-hmm. I think it's like a good idea to have Sorry, kids thinking about what they want to do. Maybe not just like for one streamline of uh, income, mm-hmm. but also it, it gives them a direction and like a goal to work towards. Because I'm sure that I, I met yeah. a lot of kids too that have like no interest, and it's like, granted, they're kids now and things can change later. But like, what are they going to do when they're older? You know. Mm-hmm. So you kind of fear for that too, I guess, from like a parent's perspective or a grandparent's perspective when you're asking, you know, your grandkid or your kid. Just to make sure that they're interested in something so they have, like, some sort of work ethic. Because we all know those kids who aren't interested in anything and they just kind of sit around 
and don't do anything and aren't crazy about anything so they mm-hmm. don't work or do anything you know yeah that's mm-hmm. true lack of motivation but around that age of middle school it's really hard to determine all right um, mm-hmm. once you get to high school it's more of a like well, we're, I, don't, I don't think we're exposed to too much in high school still yeah. we're well, so enclosed depends. it depends but that's another bigger topic enclosed close to like the, the bigger world like you know you, everyone I'm pretty sure you guys have stumbled upon this doing your taxes no one teaches you how to do that shit no. either you have your parent there or you're just like what the you know you have your accountant on the other side of the table mm-hmm. helping you out but no one ever teaches you how to do those little things paying for a car payments credit mm-hmm. yeah and then right? there's so right, well, much more I think it's I think it's I don't want to use the word unfair but I want to, but I don't want to. It's just, again, we're not taught, we're not educated on that. It's yeah. thrusted upon us, and mm-hmm. people are frustrated that we don't know what to do or we screw up. And it's like, are you kidding me? This is complex. This mm-hmm. is something, you're, you're, again, this is going from like Earth to Mars, pretty much. Right. You know, and this is important shit that affects your life, and then you're upset that we don't know how to do it, but yeah. we're not educated. Now, granted, it's double-edged sword playing devil's advocate you know we have the technology we should be able to educate ourselves but it's like that's not the point yeah like uh, you have technology too you shouldn't be so damn ignorant but here we are you know what <laughs> I mean? it's it's different and i, uh, I yeah. think i think gener- like generational they lose that touch of like oh fuck like i, I remember what it was like to be 21 22 like mm-hmm. things are a little yeah. different you know that's that same amount of fear is still shared it doesn't go away you've just become wiser and mm-hmm. of course looking at your son or daughter who's in early 20s Complaining about trying to file taxes is like, of course, that's an annoyance, but it's like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Right? Yeah. And I'm pretty sure I haven't even filed my own taxes. I'm pretty sure my parents still claim me in all oh, okay. disclosure and honesty. So mm-hmm. I don't know what the hell I'm going to do in that day, Tom. I heard TurboTax is pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I think if they claim you, you still have to file your taxes. Yeah, for I don't know. Uh, <laughs> don't arrest me, please. I, I worked at a freaking tax firm. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, just edit the IRS part. <laughs> but yeah, growing yeah, up, yeah. growing up sucks, man. But at the same time, it's cool. And I think like that's the moral of this entire show, mm-hmm. entire seasons is like growing up does suck. It has its shitty moments, and I would love to say for the younger viewers, as I know you have some, mm-hmm. that it gets better. Um, I don't think it does personally, but the experiences of life get ten times better than when you were a kid. And I think that's something that's worthwhile. Yeah, is okay. now you're an adult and you learn how to appreciate moments. Mm-hmm. As a kid, I took for things I took things for granted a lot. Oh, and oftentimes yeah. we don't realize it until we're young. It could be the or older. It could be the death of a grandparent that we look back and it's like, dude, like when I was a kid, you know, like it was just, you know, it was a given that my grandparents were going to be there. Mm-hmm. And now it's not. It's a given that that person. Biggest thing I use is going to high school. It was a given that you you got to see your friends or the people that you said were your friends for five days out of the week. Yes. Now as an adult. You sincerely have. I, I have to text this dude, and I'm like, "Hey, man, like, when? What? Maybe are you free? And then and maybe I'm not free. Or you know, people have to deal with life and relationships and problems. So it's like life is like this tumultuous. The way I look at it, it's like holding on to like an electric fence. You know, like it's you want to let go because you're getting electrocuted. But being electrocuted is kind of fun because you know that you're alive and you're moving towards something. Like you're, you're, <laughs> that's, you're a ex- yeah, yeah, that's a good way to explain. Yeah, that's a good way to explain. You want to let go, but you can't because it's like a bad car accident that you can't look away from. You you want to know what's over that next horizon. What's, yeah. what's, what's after that next mountain. It could be the greatest thing ever. It could not be. But I mean, I think that's kind of like the beauty of life. And growing mm-hmm. up's a lot like that. You set expectations for your virginity, your first car, and it's like, you don't ever quite reach those expectations, but those expectations are what helped kind of drive you to go and do whatever right. you wanted. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's, the show does a great job at like touching upon a little bit of everything of growing up. And I think we hit the sweet spot of growing up. I say us because you know we weren't, we were very lucky that not everything we did was instantaneous. Phone up, that was still a new thing for us. But now my brother and my sister, 
instantaneously phones are up and recording the moment something happens every yep. fight every argument is screenshot you know and like that's just it's a little unfortunate because a little bit of the humanity is going to be lost and again you have people that are amazed that you hold conversations and it's like this is just a genuine conversation like this is you're so out of touch with talking to people face to face without a phone that it's so you feel like Mm-hmm. the gold standard which is a shame and I think like I think that's a shame and I think as a society we ought to be a little more responsible for that of just like look it's a technology it's a tool and it's going to be always fun I'm not against technology technology is freaking awesome but it's like uh, learn how to still be human you know because when you lose that it's like what else you got what yeah exactly got? exactly yeah. you know all, all the hashtags and the movements mean nothing if you sincerely don't care about anything or anyone mm-hmm. or even about yourself yeah so. technology has to be used like as a I guess like an expression of yourself so the key is like an extension an, an extension ex- of yourself what, yeah. what did I say expression, well, expression. Oh. I was extension. similar yeah, yeah. 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 I wasn't <laughs> trying to like edit out what you were saying you said, ah, <laughs> yeah that's what okay. I meant to say yeah. <laughs> but um the key is that like you need to have yourself figured out you know first like well, maybe not first. You can use it as you're growing, of course. But, like, you, you have to have basic skills, I guess. Yes. You know? You can't, like, just rely on that to yeah. be the only way you socialize. Because that's a fucking horrible way to socialize. You well, know? I've just, met so many like, great people just, like, sitting next to them in a class. Or, you know, like, taking yeah. the time to really get to know my coworkers or something. You know? Like, so instead of just, like, oh, hey, what's up? And then, you know, being on my phone. Right. It's so painfully awkward, though, for people that just can't conversation yeah. like, I want to be able to like, ask you what's your personality like now I have to go through you know your freaking Instagram oh hey I, oh you like doing that great you know? shallow right. yeah very shallow, shallow. Just makes me, it makes me not want to invest time talking to people because it's like there's nothing to you there's no substance I don't know if that makes me sound elitist but it's just <laughs> it's not true it's just no like, it is true on, I like, agree with that too like come on like I'm gonna ask you you know tell me about yourself I, fr- I hate that I hate that people tell me about yourself well what do you want to know if if an interview asks if an interviewer asks you that question, you would give them what you think about yourself. I'm asking you, like I'm not. It's not have to be as formal as well, sir. You know, but tell me about yourself. What what do you see? Yeah. What do you do? What do you hear? What do you like? What makes you you? I mean, I don't have a textbook answer, but I know how I'd answer if someone asked me. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like have an answer, man. Yeah. Like, don't act, like I don't care if you're an open book. Like you giving me that answer shows you're not an open book. Mm-hmm. I have to pry you open, so it yeah. doesn't work. Mm-hmm. But yeah, people need to work on their communication skills. It's absolutely terrible. Definitely. Atrocious. Atrocious. Uh, next episode, episode nine, they do the disclosure musical. This is the one where things get kind of tricky between Lola and Mr. Lizer, the teacher. I mean, that was kind of a weird back and forth between them. And then obviously Andrew sees her giving <laughs> the dog. foot rub. Yeah. And also, too, at the end, this is where the bro code is introduced, right? Because Nick ends up kissing Missy. Oh, the idea yeah. of it, yes. Yeah, and Missy... I mean, Andrew still thinks Missy belongs to him. Yeah, but I, I did love it. there's that whole conflict of it, too, because I'm, you know, us three as guys, I'm sure we've all experienced that, where it's either we had a, a girl that we used to date, an ex-girlfriend, where, hey, we'd be really upset if our friends dated her. You're looking at me like that. <laughs> <Or> <laughs> no, I'm looking at you like that because you know, oh there's, a, because you know there's a current situation that it... That, Happened. Oh, okay. it? No, we're on the podcast. No, but you know. <laughs> yeah, aired out right here. No, oh, okay. I don't need to air out dirty laundry. But I really, really <laughs> loved that part of the episode because that's yeah. something that men need to unlearn. It's oh super God, duper toxic. It is. You. It's easy to find yourself as a guy. Like, well, I was dating yeah. her, so that means no other guy. It's really easy to say that, but that's what you got to unlearn. You know, mm-hmm. because it's not right. It's not cool. And someone's gonna call you on your bullshit, and you will be embarrassed. 
just as Andrew Lloyd. Mm-hmm. So yes, very important. Very no important. One, yeah. I think there is like a little respect role that can play into it, though. Like you can't just Ooh. like go if you know that the person is still kind of like getting over them. You know, that's that's just well, that, a shitty thing to do, no matter. Well, like, yeah, well, that, but like, yeah, if I'm really your friend, I'm not gonna go and poach your newly christened ex. I mean, that's just yeah, you're right. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's what it is. You know, you you shouldn't like the taboo is there. You shouldn't. Okay, that's if you're. If your friend is really as good of a friend as you say he is, or they are, then you probably shouldn't. And the fact that you feel wrong doing it lets you know that you probably right. shouldn't be doing this. So mm-hmm. I agree with you on the respect, but again, us as guys and women too, they can't go around saying like, "Well, I dated this," or so you can't ever. It's like well, they, they're mm-hmm. not your property. Right. I hate like, the term it, like sloppy seconds. It's mm-hmm. like, what do you mean sloppy? I've heard that since my school, well, high school. Geez, but yeah. Yeah, but it's something that like the they shouldn't be saying because it, that's going to lead them into like. Whole I think new makes, relationship issues growing up, you know, they need to, that's something that they do need to unlearn. You know? I, I, I think it just makes you look foolish when you start speaking ill of your ex. It's just like, if they were such, like, how, what does that make you look like? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like, it's, I hate to throw the girls under the bus on Twitter, but it's like, like, cheating, like, oh, like, it'll happen. And it's like, no, I and then you're the same person that's tweeting these same couple months, you know, about how heartbroken you are. Like, in a way, I lose Dad, a little who are you bit. following? Uh, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm I'm just, 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 I'm yeah, that's probably not gonna change. You're not gonna change this person, mm-hmm. okay? And a baby doesn't solve that either. Jesus Christ, I've seen that more than enough times. <laughs> more than enough times. Damn. Hey, we just yeah. Have a kid together. Yeah, it's ridiculous. But I'm not here to preach moral superiority. So I'm just saying, just our generation just has a really funny way of like legitimizing like shitty things to mm-hmm. make it okay because yeah, know, like you know, like our generation has a real shitty way of like justifying cheating, and it's like. There's no justification for it. Like you yeah. can forgive them personally, but that yeah. doesn't mean anything. Like you violated the trust of the relationship. That's yeah. it. Done. Kaput. Like I don't know how you get back from that. But yet they do, and then they tweet, "Oh, my one year anniversary." It's like what? It, at the eight month mark, you guys just had a hiccup. Be, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like definitely. Not. You get yeah. I'm getting that. I don't know. I might be airing out my pet peeves. There should too be much. enough communication <laughs> and like o- openness in the relationship that you know if something's going on with your sexuality, like you should be able to talk to that person about it and. Yes. Then you get, and then you give the person the option from there what they're willing to do, what they're not willing to do. Like, because mm-hmm. if you're really in a relationship, it's just like it's like a friend, a f- any kind of relationship, a friendship, a romantic relationship. You know, you need to have that kind of open communication. But um, like how how you're saying like about like people talking badly about their exes, I've had to like learn that with like friendships as well. You know, mm-hmm. because like yeah. you know something did happen with me and my old best friend, and some. You know, it's really bad that, you know, made me look at her a different way. But then I think about all, all of our memories. And sometimes I feel guilty bringing them up. And then I'm like, you know, I, should, I don't really want to talk about her in this way. But, you know, I really did love her for a mm-hmm. good portion of my life. We had amazing memories, laughs and things like that. But you need to be, like, mature enough to say, like, to acknowledge that, that during that time you guys did have a love of friendship and, and mm-hmm. a relationship. Not like Some people just right. aren't meant to stick around in the life. Right, I mean, yeah. that's completely normal. You, you know, but you shouldn't without growing people, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a thing that I think that we definitely don't like to talk about. And I think that's the toughest part too. Is like, well, if that if you don't think that person should be in your life, then do you want to see your friend dating that person? 
And I think that's why, like, the show talks about it, because you were saying it earlier, like, Andrew's trying to still get over Missy, Mm -hmm. and, like, he still has a soft spot for her, but for Nick to kind of go and do that behind his back, it's like... It salt can, in the wound. Yeah, it's a salt in the wound, because you, especially you know how Nick, close Nick and Andrew are, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, where does the line get crossed, you know, it's or just, where does it get drawn? Yeah, you, you said it best, and it just, like, yeah, it's, you don't own that person, but it's just like, come on, like, there's tons of other people, but it's just this person, like, you're, you're choosing to pursue this person, and yet you know this person's had a history with someone in your life, and mm-hmm. I don't know, I just, it's questionable sometimes, mm-hmm. and it sucks, but it happens, and touche for the show for touching upon that mm-hmm. this is also the episode where coach steve has his makeover <laughs> with the uh with the yeah. show hey, I, yeah. love, yeah. Yeah. I love the part yeah. where he goes five. he goes welcome to the barge and he goes uh, but no food here that's the birds rule. Yeah. And he goes that's the birds rule huh it's like what the fuck he goes the birds rule this barge <laughs> Because remember they do make them food, they make ceviche, and yeah, that guy gets carried off. Yeah, carry oh my god. They develop him pretty well, though. He becomes like the ruler of this, the, the birds. And yeah. Like, On the <laughs> diaper island. Yeah, the di- diaper island. Is that yeah. Called? yeah. Diaper. It's kind of weak. Yeah. Oh god. And then they actually framed the first diaper. <laughs> it's like, what the hell, yeah. dude? But I like the makeover. They made him look good. He's no longer Bummy Coach Steve. Yeah, he doesn't look... Yeah, hopefully... Yeah. Yeah, or when they ask him about the style, and he's like, oh, I don't have the style. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> the style, I was like, how would you describe your style? And he goes, oh, you know, a little red ball came out of my eye. <laughs> like, bro, <laughs> that's bad. Oh, God. Yeah, that part was really funny. I heard that today, actually. And um, it was too, f- I, you know, okay, I was in an intimate moment, I'll say that much. And, you know, it was playing in the background, and I heard it, and I just, like, started laughing, yeah. and I had to ask. I was like, did oh you hear God. that? Like, like, nonsense. That was too yeah. funny. Like, I have to just stop this moment for a second and yeah. acknowledge how funny that was. <laughs> <laughs> it's horrible. It's, oh, my God, that was so freaking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and then that carries on to the last episode, the one where they all get superpowers for momentarily, but it also talks about... I don't know about momentarily. They lasted the entire episode. I bet you they're still going to have them when they go to summer. No, but remember in the end, it oh, talks yeah, about how that one that one kid, that's I forgot right. his name. Caleb, right? Caleb, yes. Caleb. He has He's on the spectrum, right? They don't talk about what he has. Oh, yeah. But he's on the spectrum and how he sees everyone else as super power, super heroes. But Was that his superpower, though? Drawing reality? I wrote that down in my notepad. Probably. Because I feel like... The entire episode unfolded as he drew. Mm-hmm. No, I know, and it was nice too. And he had like cool. the catchy names for everybody, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come, Bender. God, dude, that's <laughs> the cut. Yeah, that was probably jail over, dude. Got, <laughs> I mean, Lola got screwed because she was half bull, but like. Well, Lola. Yes. Oh my god! Remember when she chooses Nick's team and she's like, "Cause he has a pool." Oh, yeah. <laughs> literally swatting flies. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, dude. Yeah, Fuck. those are funny. I thought there was a few lame ones. I thought just the Mister Invisible for Andrew. That and was every pretty time lame. he farted. Yeah, I was yeah. Like, that's such a dumb caveat. Like, yeah, that ruins it. it ruins the perk of Fun being invisible. Because mm-hmm, you gotta fart. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he had to take all his clothes off. Yeah, <laughs> he farts again. He's just naked and he shows up. <laughs> yeah, they had to figure out some sort of like. Invisible Nick, suit, Nick too. Nick was a big dick boy. Yeah. <laughs> <A> dick boy! <laughs> Destroying property! <laughs> he just rips the fountain and throws it for no reason. From the very beginning. And I thought Jenny, like, got really, like... She Jessie? Got, or Gina. Gina. Oh, Gina. Gina. She got a shitty superpower, too. It's like... 
why is she Elastic Girl? Like why? Mm-hmm. Like that's essentially yeah what she was. Yeah, yeah. like why? Why her though? Like because it all seemed like they had traits specific to them, and it's like she had giant giant boobs. I'm like, how does that equate to Elastic Girl? Like, mm-hmm. I thought it would be something a little more equating to her character. But yeah, I thought Jessie's was cool in the fact that she got Jesse sucked. Could tell the truth, make yeah. anyone tell the truth. Because that, like, fast... You know I mean? That episode could have dragged on forever and ever, but it sped a lot of things up, mm-hmm. for sure. Because, you know, people weren't li- telling the truth there, I guess, the first time. Yeah, everybody did. Mm-hmm. Scarlet Truth there? That's a name to give her. Yeah. That's the name to give her, I don't yeah. like that name, Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> but how do you guys feel about the ending? Because Andrew and Nick break up. They're no longer friends. Andrew has that weird talk with him. Jesse's potentially moving to the city. And Jay into BDSM. Mm-hmm. Damn. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> and Jay moves back in with his family, but he's trying to like rehab his family, you know. So how did you guys feel about the end of like Big Mouth season three? I want them to get to high school already. Mm. If that's gonna happen. They're in seventh grade, bro. They still got two more years. One more year. High school's not. Oh yeah, one more grade. Yeah, eighth grade. Come on. Mm. I really liked in the ending when um, Nick. You know, he's like, you know, I thought I was a big dick boy, but I was really just a big dick. <laughs> I kind of liked, I thought that was a something good to touch upon. Like, sometimes you have to own up to your mistakes and just accept how the other person's going to react regardless, you know? Like, you know, you For did your part. Sure. Mm-hmm. I know I've had to do that, and it, it's really freaking hard. Like, feeling disappointed in yourself is, like, probably the worst feeling than feeling disappointed by anybody else, right? Like, mm-hmm. but um, I like that... He, I didn't know that part, you know, made my heart a little warm. <laughs> I like that Jay, like, I think his family might be, like, actually be able to be a family. Right? But it'll be because of the powers of his cum. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the downside. Like, that's the biggest con ever. Like, yeah. they have a nice home life, but it's because he's a cum bender. Mm-hmm. And, like, he, he's just focusing on that. like, cum. <laughs> and it's like, they're, like, mopping it up. Like, it's just. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> I, I like to where, where the show's gonna take off though where it's gonna like, where it's leading to at least that's where it's leading to like uh, what yeah like what's gonna happen with Jay what's gonna happen with Nick what's gonna happen with Andrew like uh, friendships they especially in middle school you have a few I know I have I had a few you know some friendships break apart new friendships are made um, what's happening with uh, with Jay family a lot of I knew a lot of people going through some big family issues yeah. in middle school which affect them a lot uh, going into the high school years so I you know, what, what next semester is gonna bring? The next semester, next season is gonna bring. Is it eighth grade? Is that the yeah, game? They're going back eighth grade. Yeah, Jeez, Development of the characters. I think Andrew and Nick will probably still be friends. Yeah, I think so. They have to. Well, they don't have to. No, they have to. I think that they're probably going to, but like Nick is probably. You know what I think? I think Nick is gonna get laid before Andrew does over the summer. That's that's that's, that's what's gonna happen because he's going to camp. Oh. And he's a legend at camp. Because oh, when he was right. on the he bus, they were the like, bus. yeah, <laughs> So, yeah, that, that's what I think. I think Nick, Nick is going to get laid before Andrew. And then they're going to come back in the summer. And Nick is going to try to be friends with Andrew. Andrew's going to still be stubborn. This is the plot, Netflix. Andrew's going to be stubborn. But then he's going to, like, warm up to him. But then, it, I don't know. I think we're going to see... I think we're going to see role reversals from, like, Missy and Jay. I feel like Missy's gonna like I don't want to say like thought around but she's gonna like start to explore more of her sexualities right because she was with Lars and 
he became too vanilla for her. You so became controlling, not vanilla. Because <laughs> she, yeah, exactly. Yeah, what? Let's not. Let's <laughs> yeah, not that's true. You're vanilla right. Vanilla, right. my ass. <laughs> but but Missy also got that new hormone monstrous that's introduced. Would you say her name was Mona? Mona, I think. Yeah. So like that, that's gonna make her explore her sexualities a little bit more. And Jay now all of a sudden like he has the ability now and the focus and with his Adderall he can like kind of focus in on his energy on being like more of a I guess well civilized kid you could say so I think we're gonna see those like role reversals like eventually kind of develop and like go you cross like you know Missy can become more of Jay and Jay's become more of Missy and maybe even if what what happens that uh, Jacob said um, about Aunt, you, what you think Nick is gonna get Nick. laid first right summer. Well, that would kind of, like, change their roles because, like, Andrew was developing, like, faster than, yeah. you know, Nick was. And uh, I kind of, I like that they the show did that, that they had, you know, kids developing at different rates and stuff and how they kind of viewed themselves in comparison to the yeah. others. And Yeah, I knew kids with full-on beards in middle school. I was like, bro, <laughs> Jesus I was one Christ. of, nah. <laughs> Gee, I was like, bro, Jesus Christ. Even in high school, I was like, dude, I am not. I remember having to shave in middle school, though, like, before everyone else had to shave. Oh, that was kind of a bummer. Dude, high school, like... It's always, like, different than what people expect, right? I, yeah. I, I remember, yeah. Yeah, I became a man in high school, bro, having to shower cross-country, and it's like, either you're gonna get naked or you're not, and I was just like, what if people are naked, but I feel really, like, here we go. Yeah, and then pretty much, I was just like, fuck it, like, <laughs> and I did it, and, like, that's how I got over my fear and learned to love nudity, but, like... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, bro. I was not a man amongst boys in high school, and I'm still not. Like, I meet other people that are my age, 21, 22, and they look like fool-ass adults. I mean, bartenders tell me all the time, you have the face of a 16-year-old, and it's like, okay, cool, can I have my beer, though? <laughs> I hate when people tell me that. Because yeah. it would be disrespectful to counter that with, oh, yeah, well, you look like my mother. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I guess Right? Yeah. People, they wouldn't like that. I don't want to be told I look like a teenager. True, That's, you're right. Come on now. You look like a forty-year-old. <laughs> People always want what they can't, what they can't have, or what they can't go back and be. Yeah. I remember in high school, I was, I was really, I was really thin, and then I ran track on top of it, so I had like zero percent freaking body fat, right? Like that's just just all burned off. And then like, growing up having to get a job, you know, the the weight starts catching up to you because you're not as active as you once were. And then now I have a car, so I'm not walking to the bus stop and walking all these places and being as active as I once was. You know, I'm f- I mean, last year, right now I'm not working, like, a regular job, so, you know, I'm kind of, like, starting to lose weight again, but, like, in that time, you know, I didn't have the option to, like, do all these things, and so I did start gaining weight and, like, developing a more, like, curvaceous body, and mm-hmm. right. and then I see the problems that comes with it now, because I'm like, oh, shit, I can't just wear a freaking tank top and walk into the gas ah. station, and, like, you know, I feel uncomfortable now, Yeah. but, you know, before, I was, like, oh, I can't fucking wait. Like, I hope that one day, you know, like, my mom is really curvy, so I would be like, I, how come my mom is like that I'm, like, super skinny, you know? Mm. So it's interesting, like, the way, you know, you always want what you can't have, and then when you have it, you're like, oh, shit, this, this kind of sucks. It's kind of like being an adult. Yeah. Kids always want to rush to grow up, but you, dude, they should be yeah. living a lot more in the moment. Oh, dude, adulthood is the biggest kick in the nuts ever. Tweeted yes. recently the other day, and it's true. I saw that. Yeah, it's true. 100% it's true, yeah. Absolutely true. Dude, I remember as a like, teenager, I was like, dude, can't wait to be a kid. Can't wait to, like, go to college and move out. Yeah, I, I regret I can, Yeah, I can't wait to have my own things, but then you yeah, realize how much all those things in college. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. Can we talk about, did we end the show just talking about how much I fucking took for granted not working? Dude, my parents were like, Jacob, your job is to do well in school. And I was like, yeah, sure thing, mom or dad. Now I fucking wish that was my damn yeah. job. Oh, you're lucky. Fucking hey. No, I'm just, I, I, 
I'd work at the library during school. <laughs> yeah, but work was such it, shit. Like, it is. I can't it believe is. I thought working would be cool and it would be like the TV shows and I'd have coworkers that I'd want to go get beers with. No, I don't want to do that. I hate everyone. <laughs> you should tell that one beer story with your coworker. Oh, yeah, you okay. Me. All right, we're going to finish it off and I'm going to drop names. <laughs> Fuck Simon Medina. You know who you are. This man, he's a manager. I'm not going to name the company, but he, he was a manager, my supervisor, let's call him. So I had a store leader and a manager, supervisor. Now, the store leader was kind of overall general consensus and the manager specific to the load, which, which what he and I did. It was Wednesdays, no, Wednesday mornings and Friday mornings, 5 a.m. we'd get load, so we'd go pick up the pallets, yada, yada, yada. One day he tells me, he goes, hey, man, what do you got doing after, after work? And it was a Friday, and I was like, nothing, we're off at the same time. Like, why, what's up? And he goes, hey, well, like, uh, do you want to hang out? And I was like, yeah, sure, you know, this will be cool. We'll drink, I'll smoke a little, like, it'll be cool, it'll be real cool. Figured we were going somewhere. If someone asked you, like, hey, let's go grab drinks, you think you're going to go somewhere, right? That's yeah. a, it's a, an assumption that you feel safe in making. Yet, I go home, I change real quick, put on a shirt, like, like a button-down shirt, and I was out the door, and I figured, okay, we're going to go to a bar, like, this will be really cool, I'll link up with my other friends after this, like, really really cool no instead we're riding there and on the drive to where we're going he lives in um like la puente or something so on the drive going there he's like oh dude like are you hungry now we 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 both woke up for the 5 a.m shift so we i hadn't really eaten anything so we stopped we grabbed burgers and fries and then we're driving and like the area goes from like city to more residential and i'm like okay i'm pretty sure we're not going to a bar at this point <laughs> you know just because of the area and then we pull into this like store center and there's like a liquor mart out front and there's guys chilling out chilling out there so we, i get out of the, the car and i'm like okay you know sure we're gonna go to this liquor store okay fine and these dudes ch- chilling outside of this liquor store no simon and they're like yo what's up simon and he's like yeah like i chill out here and i'm like Okay, like, oh, I don't want to do that. Like, I don't want to chill out here outside of a liquor store, to be honest. But no, it gets worse. Or it gets better. <laughs> we go inside, and I buy a few tall boys. He buys a few tall boys, and he had a bottle of vodka at home. I didn't want to drink that, but I was like, okay, you know, like, I'm just going to drink these tall boys. We get to his house, okay? But you think, if someone invites you over to your house, you know, like, maybe they're living by themselves, or they have roommates or anything. No, he, this is like a mid-30-year-old, or like early 30s, mid-30s. And he was living with, I want to say his mom, but like, I don't know if it was his house or his mom's house, but his brother was there and we walk in and I have my burger and my fries and my tall boys. He's like, come on, we're going to go in my room. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, are, are you, are you kidding me, man? I came to drink beers with you. I didn't come with you to drink beers in your fucking room. And then we got there and I ate my freaking burger and fries and I was drinking my tall boys and we were fucking <laughs> watching shit on YouTube. Cringiest moment of my life. I couldn't get the hell out of that house fast enough. I was like, dude, like... <sighs> and then it made oh, me then man. realize, right then and there, that interaction made me realize I did not want to be some lowly store manager or supervisor because that's a sad existence and I do not want that. And that is the moral of the story. <laughs> There's been a lot of morals in today's show, but that is the story that you kids heed well. And one moment you're laughing at that person... The next you become that person. And I must work very hard not to become that person. Because I do not want to be that person. And I'm never drinking beer again with coworkers ever again. <laughs> you gotta co- make sure they no, fuck coworkers. Like, what bar? No, make sure I start, you establish Yes, yeah. I start I start at my new job tomorrow. I'm not I'm not I'm gonna be social. He's gonna walk in. I'm just gonna let you all fucking know. I'm not drinking no yeah, damn beer. Yeah, I'm gonna you. walk in with four logos in each hand. Fuck all of you in there. <laughs> no, but like I had to learn a very hard lesson. I'm just not gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna be sociable and courteous to my coworkers, but I don't think I want to be friends mm-hmm. with my coworkers. That's just led to uh, nothing but trouble. 
Mm-hmm. So don't be friends with your coworkers. <laughs> <laughs> unless, they're, unless they're cool. Don't shit where you eat. Not mm-hmm. even that. Don't okay. shit where you eat. Okay. Very true. <laughs> now the last thing I wanted to say about the show though if you guys could compare yourself to one character that you would relate with most in the show who would that be? It's definitely Connie <laughs> 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 I don't know I think like I don't know I guess I maybe never really like realized how my hormones affected me as a teenager and stuff mm-hmm. and you know having more self-realization kind of like leads you into having more anxiety which could lead you down the path of depression and then it you know dealing with I don't know getting a higher sex drive and things like that when your hormones come into play that could totally change things up and uh yeah I don't know I just relate to Connie the most because she's just like totally out there and like 100% herself all the time like yeah. she's really like extreme I think that's who I am like who I'm trying to tame most of the time, you know, like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have to hold my back, hold myself back from saying certain things sometimes, mm-hmm. but I feel like that, because she's right here in my head telling me, like, yeah, yeah. So she's yeah, she <laughs> she me. I don't know if I relate to any of the characters, like, maybe certain instances, like, parts, but I don't know if, like, I wholly see myself in any of these characters. Okay. Like, I felt like growing up sucked, but, like, I don't think I went through any of the stuff that they went through. Yeah. Some of it, some of it, but not. Some of it, yeah. Just like, and which makes most... it hard, like, it's like, who you most relate to because I got for me my example would be Nick while I was like for me I was kind of like an early bloomer I got like facial hair and I I was taller than most kids at an earlier age but I felt like like even in the first season like he was like oh yeah like I don't need to study because I'm gonna become an NBA player like like that's something I kind of thought of like sports are my thing but I was always kind of like smaller compared to most kids um and I think the biggest thing with like Nick is like he was always like he was considered the good guy but like I, I was considered for a long time the good guy that would get friends on by a lot of girls, and in the back of my head, I was like, damn, like how, like how Nick thinks, is like, well, how come no, like, no girls like me? That's how I would think, too, like, mm-hmm. in middle school and in high school, and so that was something I guess I related to more with, like, Nick in the show compared to, like, some of the other characters, because I guess, like, as far as, like, how I went through puberty, I would be more like Andrew, because I was a little bit taller and had the facial hair and stuff like that before most other kids did, but, like... I guess more of like personality wise, definitely Nick on the show. I can totally see that, yeah. I was gonna say Nick too, surprisingly. In some aspects. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I my mind wanders and I think like Andrew and sometimes my mind wanders again and I think like you know, I end up thinking like a hormone monster and, yeah. and you don't know, you don't even know where it's gonna go. So I, I guess I most resonate with Nick in that sense, even yeah. too as you were saying right now. Your story kinda of matches, you know, somewhat if my little high middle school uh-huh. story right there, you know, being trying to find oneself being a little alone right my, my, my story was being alone and kind of not not alone in the sense of like putting myself away I just like I didn't want to bother anyone or mm-hmm. I didn't want to jump into any clique so I just more of like let anyone say hey come on over here with me and jump so um, I like that that, that that part I don't think Nick is that that's why I sense like I, I'd say I'm many little characters I was even yeah. think the, the what's the, I don't know if Nick he's a, he's a backpack videotape for uh, well, I, don't, I don't know his name he's, he's one of the, the, the character with a monotone voice ah I'm not oh, oh, Caleb Caleb, 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 Caleb. Yeah. Caleb. oh man sometimes like Caleb yeah right? <laughs> so it's uh, different little picks at my at my right. my big mouth cast mm-hmm. alright well cool thanks again for every one of you doing this man this is fun thank you Hey, thanks again for tuning in to the Mamaik and I podcast. I am Noah Alvarez. 
Remember to follow me on Twitter at underscore Noah Alvarez. Also follow me on Instagram at Noha underscore Alvarez. And the My Mike and I page on Instagram at my period Mike and period I. A lot of good stuff going on. A lot of good topics, hopefully, in the coming weeks, too. Just get this ball rolling and head into that, you know, the winter break period. Winter break if you're in school or that holiday period if you're at work. Just trying to head into that period strong, man. I've been really busy with uh, my internship, my jobs, the podcast, and I was battling a sickness last week, but still powering through, still trying to get the best product I can out. Reminder, you can find this podcast out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You can also listen on TuneIn, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher. Be sure to leave a rating and review. Follow us, share us, subscribe to us. Let your friends know about us as well. Um, Word of mouth is a great way to spread the word of a podcast. But yeah, thanks to everyone that's listening. I'm Noah Alvarez of the Mike and I podcast, signing off. Till next time.